Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday, September 29th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios off Taylorsville Road. Mike Rutherford with Trevor Kelsey is always behind the glass. We are live on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. And we're here until 6 o'clock today. Normal 3 to 6 show. RIP the Louisville Bats baseball season. It's done. No more interrupting our show. That's fine. We love you, Bats. Congrats on the 60th win. Congrats on not having the worst record in the International League by a couple of games. Uh, we're still celebrating, but we're happy to be on from 3 to 6 today. It's Thursday. we got football tonight. We're just a couple of days away from the cards kicking off again. Feels good. Trevor Kelsey's in good spirits. I'm struggling today. I, we, what's, we, what's wrong, buddy? Man, we've talked about it. It's just a bad day overall. Not feeling well. We've had the... The, you know the, the the LC stuff yesterday was getting to me. I've had a rough couple of days there, and then you and I have talked about how like when the weather changes dramatically, we both kind of get like a little bit of you know you, you get kind of like fluey feeling, like you get the sore throat, a little bit of a cough. Oh, I'm still I'm still been blowing my nose nonstop. You had yours yesterday. You were not feeling good. I woke up today and I had that feeling in the back. Like it was not like long COVID stuff. It was just like general sickness stuff that I've dealt with my whole life as somebody who has had asthma, and it was just like one of those like oh no. So I slept a lot this morning. Just just felt terrible. Couldn't get much done. And uh, it's gonna maybe have to be a, a TK heavy day, which well, is good because we had wrestling last night. That's, yeah, I mean, but I, it's, I I'm kind of surprised you were so excited and, out, uh, and and optimistic last night leaving the studio. The OGs over there, and you were getting something. You said I you, was. You thought you had a plan for a way to make yourself feel better, something to eat the night before to make you feel better. Oh guess, yeah, well that was that, that's been going on for a few weeks, and that's I guess that backfired. It's huh? not worked. Yeah, no. the, <laughs> it, it, like everything else, you feel like you're turning a corner. You feel like you've got this thing. And you know, boom, poked a little bit, and then boom, like flare up. You're bad, back to being Next terrible. Thing like you know, your star center and backup guard are fighting over a Chick Fil A sandwich, and you're winning 13 games, and you're out of a job. Nobody has any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> about front. which part? Exactly <laughs> on any of those fronts, which is fine. That's all right. We don't know what we're talking about half the time. How was your Wednesday night, TK? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, got got some uh, wrestling in. Didn't uh, didn't get a lot of. Actually, kind of hit the sack a little early last night. So like four a.m., five a.m., one. That's that's basically like nine p.m. for a normal person. I mean, no, I'm I feel fine, ladies and gentlemen. I am not sick. I just was just kind of tired and just you know it was like I don't have to I have to get up early. But it's like you know I've got a semi short day tomorrow compared to you know the last you know four months or so. And I'm gonna I'm a little sleepy. Didn't feel like didn't feel like starting any Madden. Didn't feel like we're starting another movie. 
started to hit the bed and was knocked out pretty quick. So did you get up any earlier than usual? Oh, not a bit. I was gonna say that's no, usually no. how it works. Now, in defense, I was having some really good dreams, so I didn't really, I didn't want to get up. Like, that's all I need to know. I mean, you know, in, my, need to go in my world, fantasy is better, much better than reality. Trust me. And so I was, uh, yeah, I was just like, I'm not getting up. I could have gotten up, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I want to stay asleep, but yeah, last night wrestling was good. I was, that was your Wednesday night. It was fine. Um, wasn't feeling great, uh, but it was. We did what we had to do. It was okay. Moxley got, got won. Moxley did. I called it. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Show. Moxley won. Drilled it. Uh, Jericho won. So excellent match against Benditos. Not not to be unexpected. break the walls down. Benditos awesome. Then he claimed he was going to destroy ring, uh, all the honor in Ring of Honor, starting with. Don't the, care for that. Yeah. Don't care for that one bit. And then, then he gave his finishing move to the Ring and Ring of Honor Ring announcer, which is never cool, never nice. It's Michael, uh, whatever. Uh, no, it's actually uh, Michael Buffer with WCW. Jason, Justin Roberts is AEW, but I forget the name of uh, Ring of Honor's ring announcer they use. You don't even care about him. He's getting stunned. Oh, he just, he just like, you don't even he care. got a Judas effect is what he got. The Judas effect? Yeah. It's a, it's, What's the Judas effect? The spinning uh, elbow to the face. Spinning back elbow to the face. Is that in the Bible? Well, it's, that's, is that what, was that Judas' finisher? <laughs> yeah, it was. You didn't know that? <laughs> Yeah, that's what he did. Right after the right after the last sip at the, uh, the betrayal. Right, to, right after when they were leaving uh, the last supper, he turned and was like, "Oh yeah, one more thing, Jesus! Wow, <laughs> spinning back elbow." One of those Joseph Smith tablets, <laughs> the New New Testament. Didn't remember reading that in high school. Jericho does use a lot of uh, biblical names in his finishers, doesn't he? He does. Well, in walls of Jer in walls of Jericho, isn't it something biblical? Uh, maybe I don't know. In Jericho, in this, well, yeah, this, Jericho's in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, something the walls of Jericho has something to do with that. Maybe they had a wall, I'm sure, somewhere. Probably. Oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know if they were big into walls. Uh, you and I are both kind of uh, we're down a little bit because last night we both got the terrible news. Coolio's dead. Awful news. Yeah, Horrible sucks. news. I, I, I'm also in kind of short on. So we have a full show today. This is like the one day we needed like a two-hour show because I didn't have enough Coolio songs to, to pick. We were talking about last night. There's like there's four that everybody knows, and then outside of that, I remember like two. Well, who's high. the fourth? I only had three. I have four, but I'm assuming one of them is, is a deep cut that you probably wouldn't have. Well, no, been like Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, Gangster um, Paradise. Gangster Paradise. I'll see you when you get there. Ah, oh, that's the one I forgot. And then one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And then I had. Uh, and then I remember like the song that was like, "This is too hot, too hot." Too hot for like that was I like that song, but I think that's not many people remember that one. So it was it was basically like a big four for Coolio back in the day. And then I had there was there was kind of a deep cut. Or the kids, well the kids don't understand this, but the, your parents will on the B side of his uh, of his first CD. The uh, there was a there was a Looney Tunes rap that I was always a fan of. That I, that I he yeah. did do the Keenan and Kel uh, intro. Song. He did. It did. Now you said you've seen this. Um, the uh, Nickelodeon documentary, I think it's on Prime. No, I or... have not seen it. I want to see okay, it. Okay, I thought you said you had watched it. It's actually, it's pretty good. You'd probably like it. But they, Keenan and Kel talk about Coolio being there and just the, the humor of how they're kids and they like, they kind of, I mean, they, they, they know what, they, they weren't fully grasping what was going on, but they, they would be constantly told they couldn't go in this said room with Coolio. No. Because it was constantly, he was just, just getting fried and baked the whole time while he would be doing the, the Keenan and Kel show. And that was it was be known around the Universal Studios as a smoke room. <laughs> I did have a female friend who I guess Coolio performed at like 
Zanzibar in recent years. I think that's where it was. It was like Isn't a, that Frankfurt Avenue or something? Very small venue. It's down there by UofL's campus on okay. Preston. Um, and she, he tried to get her to go home with him. And she said no, and he kicked over a chair. And I was like, well, that's a, a less, like, we're seeing all these Coolio tributes out there. I was like, I won't make that public. And even though I just did, I'm not going to tweet it out. But that was a, a, a less, we all have our Coolio stories. I mean. And that was hers. That's, the problem is, is why wouldn't she go home with him? Well. It's Coolio. I mean, maybe you don't want to go home with Coolio. I'd go home with Coolio. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I mean, why not? If anything, at least maybe hang out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, and they'd been hanging out. I'm not going to, I'm not that easy. But I mean, <laughs> are you though? I mean, sometimes, but I'd had to. I'd make Coolio work for it. I did like the story because it came out today. I hadn't seen it. Everybody's familiar. We made reference to it before about you know Coolio hating Weird Al Yankovic and, and Weird Al like having to walk around like a bulletproof vest because Coolio said he's going to kill him. And I hadn't seen an interview, but it, it, it made the the rounds last night because everybody was paying their tributes to Coolio. Like Coolio had straight up said a few years ago in an interview, like he's like the questions. The, the interviewer was like. I've got to ask a question about Weird Al. Coolio was like, of course. He's like, I've, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, actually. He's like, I totally, like, forgive him. I, I don't. Forgive him? <laughs> he, he didn't even say that. He's like, he's, like, I, he's like, I was just, he's basically like, I'm apologizing for being young and dumb. It was a stupid thing that I got worked out. He's like, this man has, like, he's parodied Michael Jackson. Like, who am I to get mad about it if Michael Jackson's not going to get mad that he's being parodied? Like, it was just a stupid thing. Uh, I was young and dumb. He's like, I, he's like, I, my big regret is like I wish I'd had somebody that would stop me. Like, like management should have stepped in at some point and been like, "You're being stupid. This is dumb. Like get over yourself." And he kind of like I was like That's, I was glad to hear that because it did always seem silly that Coolio got that worked up about Amish Paradise, which was a when I was like in sixth grade, the pinnacle of comedy. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I never I never understood the reason for his anger for that too. Also, I never I don't know why he would take it. I, I don't know. I never really considered Coolio really like threatening ghetto. Like, you know, he's a gangster. I mean, I know he's kind of, I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't, you know, like Vanilla Ice, but never really put him in the Tupac NWA realm either. His background was pretty rough. Though. Was it? And I think he kind of got, he, he got that perception nationally because he, like, Gangsta's Paradise went mainstream. At that point, like, hip-hop you, was not really mainstream. It was for a movie, Dangerous Minds, that starred Michelle Pfeiffer, for God's sake. The video, so. <laughs> and he was, like, on, so he, like, became on MTV, and it kind of became, like, this, like, you know, I'm making, like, pop rap. And it, it really wasn't. Well, but Fantastic Voyage was more. Was I know it's because they ended up like it opened the door for him. That was his first song, yeah. To like to, like do more stuff like that, and like it was he, he got viewed I think differently than what his his background was. But uh, and we've talked about Dangerous Mind, the song from Dangerous Minds, Chase Paradise being one of those. I think we've discussed this before. I brought this category up: the songs that were just way more popular and more known than the movie they were made for. For sure. And that's I mean that's one of the first ones like that. I think I said the other Clapton song, Tears in Heaven, it was made for Rush. You know that those are like in the es- upper echelon of the, that category. No, no question about it. I mean, there's people that know that song, and you go, "Oh, it was made for this movie." They'd be like, "What movie? <laughs> oh, you mean the '90s wannabe version of Stand and Deliver?" Oh, okay. It felt really short. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think Dangerous Minds is more known for the John Lovitz uh, like spoof of it than it is its own self. Yeah, High School High is probably, school more high popular, probably more popular than the movie that it was mocking, which is Dangerous Mind. It's definitely known more for the song. Oh yeah, than yeah. the actual movie itself. I did like the. I saw this like R.I.P. Coolio. Somebody tweeted this out. Thank you for being responsible for maybe the funniest sentence ever written in the Canberra Times. Canberra is a city in Australia, oh. and it said this, this was the line from a story. Who didn't know that? American hip hop legend Coolio has held Canberra's light rail project as quote dope. And told Yara Lumla residents concerned that their suburb could turn into a ghetto that it probably already is one. <laughs> what? 
love it. Don't get it. <laughs> I love it. It just it was a very funny quote. Uh, also, the I don't know if you've seen. Most people have texted me this and asked if you had seen it. Probably not. the The tweet from Virgil, the wrestler. Oh, uh, was he tweeting about uh, about Julio? No, I figured he somehow. I'm assuming Olive Garden's breadsticks have somehow been involved. No, I can't. I can't read the tweet on air. You're gonna have to look it up for yourself. But I mean, I didn't see him trending or anything. He just he made a, a tweet. Um, it's one of the best R.I.P. tweets that you're ever going to see in your entire life. I mean, Virgil's a funny dude, supposedly. This was it. Was, it was funny. It was it was yeah, a very Virgil, funny. Virgil Coolio comes up right away. Yeah, it, it, it was. You'll find it. Is it the one with the picture of him? Yes. Read it. <laughs> Don't read it on air. Oh, let me mute. Move my lips and read out loud. Okay. I'm that guy, yeah. Can you not read without? <laughs> no, I'm the one that reads out loud and move my I can't do it. I can't. So you literally have to mute yourself to read yeah. this tweet. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. He's legit. Stop talking. I'm trying to concentrate. I can't stop talking. It's a radio show. No, go dead air for 30 minutes. <laughs> you have 10 seconds. The show's going to go dead for 10 seconds. You need to read this in 10 seconds. There we go. That's good. Okay. Now, see, he did kind of make an Olive Garden reference in there a little he bit, did, though. Which I, I did not know. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the background. He's, he's obsessed with Olive Garden and breadsticks. Okay. Well, I don't know. Me. I just don't know why. Virgil is a uh, good breadsticks. Interesting cat. Good breadsticks there. So, shout out to Coolio. We love you. We miss you. 59 was too young. Isn't that Ivana Trump? Yeah, I think it's one of those like Comic Con. It's like a lookalike. Okay. I was like, wait a second. I'm sitting there looking at it a minute. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Isn't that the Trump daughter? I guess, I mean, you know, they have people who like do that, that cosplay stuff. It looks a lot like her. I think that's what's going on there in that picture. So is that really Coolio or is this somebody a lookalike? I believe that's really Coolio. Are we, is that really Virgil? Like 90% sure. It's Coolio and Virgil. Virgil's the one that would show up at trade shows and claim he's there with the million dollar man so they would book him because they really just want to see Ted DiBiase and then Ted DiBiase, he never would ask Ted DiBiase. He would just show up. It's not, a, it's not a dumb move. No, he's got a reputation. Like that's, it's kind of a bad reputation over the years for him amongst trade shows. I didn't realize this. I, I just now saw it. By the way, you can text us at any point between now and 6 o'clock. We want to hear from you. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we love Thornton's. We love the Refreshing Rewards app. Download it anytime you need to save money at the pump, and that should be every time. Download that bad boy today. It'll save you money inside Thornton's, outside Thornton's. There's 75,626 of them for a good reason. They know what they're doing. We love Thorns. Love the text line. Hit us up. 502-414-1450. But I just saw that uh, Pat Forty tweeted this out about Air Force recruiting, football recruiting infractions case is offering a window into one way that the NCAA is trying to speed up its dawdling investigative process. I did not know that there was an Air Force recruiting infractions case, which makes more sense. Do we get the Armed Forces Bowl victory now Ooh. back? We need that loss scrubbed, taken away. And at that point, Satterfield, you know, everybody likes to use the Back-to-back losing seasons for the first time since Steve Craigthorpe. If you get that loss redacted, you know you don't get credit for the win. We know all this. When, when, when wins get vacated, the other team that you lost, that you defeated, they don't get a win, but they do have the loss taken away. If we get that loss taken away, all of a sudden, Satterfield, just one losing season. How does an Just ac- one losing season, Trev. How, how does a military academy get recruiting violations? They don't even give scholarships. Yeah, they do. I thought they didn't give Air Force does. Oh, Air Force does? Mm -hmm. Is it just Army and Navy don't then? Army and Navy don't. Air Force does. Okay. I I just assumed they were all in the same same area. Like like VMI does. Um, Yeah, but I I never... I think Army and Navy... But I never... Because I don't... I don't... I mean, no... And they may do it now. No offense to VMI. I don't, like, kind of put... I don't log them in with, like, Air Force and... 
It, they are the big three. Like they, they play for yeah. the, the commanders. Yeah, exactly. Well, of course, yeah. VMI doesn't have FBS football. So. Yeah, VMI, I think of just like you know, like major pain, like the school, <laughs> RT, what was it, the, the the thing you had in school, RTOC or whatever. What? I just think of it, Yeah, that's what I think of VMI. Oh, okay. I think it's just a school for that, like that. Gotcha. Not like not real military. Gotcha. No offense to VMI if you went there. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, if we get this win, if we get this loss taken away, all of a sudden, I don't know, Trev. Do you keep Scott Satterfield because he only has one losing season in four years? If we get to six, 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 six one losing season, it changes the, changes the narrative. The narrative's been flipped. Well, that makes his overall record a winning record too, doesn't it? Um, because he's five hundred. We're two and two this year. Wouldn't he, wouldn't he just he'd like, be right at five hundred for right. Yeah. Now. If we go six and six, does that bowl game become the the straw that uh, either breaks the camel's back or makes the camel tough? I don't know what the the opposite of that phrase is, but if we win that bowl game, he'd be above five hundred. Well, or in this case, not lose. Well, yeah. I mean, we can't. You said you can't get the win back, though. You, can you can't. The- but I'm operating under the idea of us having that loss taken away, which would mean that if we went six and six this year, the bowl game would be. For us to go above 500. Oh, okay. For all this, okay. we'd be right at 500 going into that bowl, bowl game. game. And you. if we lose, we'd be under 500. If we win, we'd be above 500 in four years. Well, hopefully, we'll have to play Army or Navy. Yeah, well, they don't have scholarships. So. <laughs> Apparently, they're giving them away now. So they cheated. We're good. Imagine being a cheating violation for actually giving a scholarship. Cards are back. That's your violation. We're you, back. You don't worry about it. Scholarship. We're good to go. I'm feeling good about this. How does Air Force like entice her? Do they give them like a plane? Well, we, we did that. I mean, when we, we put them on a plane, we give them to them. Worked well. <laughs> They're giving them jets, Tony. <laughs> We've got a new commit in a while. We need to get this jet back out. The Air Force took them. Get this jet going. Get this jet game rocking. Uh, also today, uh, we have a couple other notes to get to on the Boston College front. I do, I do want to talk to you about uh, the, have the dedication of Denny Crum Hall today. That was cool to see. I know Denny was there, but uh, he did not speak. Apparently, he's, his health is kind of prohibiting from giving public speeches these days. No. 85 years old, it's going to happen. But I did like, there was a picture of him, Eric Crawford took, where he's like winking at the camera, giving like a little point. I'm like, it's still Denny. Denny's still, he's still rocking. He's still doing his Denny thing. But cool to see the dormitory. I still think we need to call it the den. That makes 100% complete sense. It's the den. Crumb corner? No, you can't do a corner. It's the den. <laughs> Which only reminds me of the fact that like. That what? just needs to be the nickname, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's Denny Crum Hall is the think, official yeah. I like to call it the den. I made that joke when they first announced the plans, and this UK fan was like, what about the stripper den? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, strippers, Louisville, are you kidding me? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He just messed with He's like, there's no way that you, covering UFL athletics, would have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, and this is why I think you're screwing me on Spencer. I'm like, is this a new story? <laughs> I can't find anything on Google. He would send me like a link. I'm like, this looks Photoshop, man. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. I'm gonna, like, it kept going. It kept going. I'm gonna start doing going. that to people now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of my favorite things. And then finally, he just blocked me. I'm like, this is this is too much fun. He just finally just blocked you. If you make a D minus. Why would he block you? Why would I mean you're not? If you make a D minus stripper joke on my timeline. I'm gonna I'm gonna f with you. It's it's gonna happen. I'm sorry. You deserve it. They should be that. Yeah, I, I can see I can see kids in the future being like, hey, you wanna go hang out at the den? Set up the den. Welcome to the den, sweetheart. Come on in. Well, we don't need to sexualize. We got a party at we the had den. Some, we had some, that's why I think we had to have a new dorm. It's because <laughs> the I like over- how we had to buy an entire new dorm, too, for this. It looks cool. I've seen the, I've seen the videos. I've seen the pictures. It looks like a cool place. Uh, I know the women's basketball team was the first to move in there. The men are in there now. 
and it's officially been uh, been christened. It's it's out there. We're good. We're good to go. The den is open for business. Probably shouldn't say it that way either. Now it feels weird. <laughs> Den's rocking. No coming out. Stop. <laughs> this is what we're trying to get away from. <laughs> We've moved on. I mean, kids are going to be partying. I can see that party at the Den, 10 p.m. I hope not. I can hear it now. We have, to, we, we have to move away from this. The party needs to be somewhere besides the Den. Take it back to Minority. Make, make Minority, if we're, now that it's with normal students in there, make that the party dorm. Now it's normal students. Yeah. <laughs> can we retroactively add to the fact that we have normal students partying in Minority Hall? I'm not even letting regular students in. I thought they were just going to like gut, gut it out and make it like a like a parking lot or something. Burn it and have some sort of like seance. <laughs> That's what I figured they were going to do. Join hands around it and probably be a little tasteless to to burn it, but well, that's, yeah, that's true. I did not <laughs> but, think about that. But yeah, just like just yeah, you know, just take it out and like turn it into like the the Minority storage unit. I, I want to talk. I, I've got thoughts on the Boston College game since we're now less than forty eight hours away. One thing that has stood out to me that this is interesting, and I don't know if this is just a small sample size that's related to me, and it's not really indicative of what's going to happen. I've had more U of L fans hit me up about with some sort of message about, hey, I'm going to the game this weekend in Boston. Want to know if there's some sort of alumni event up there? Like, like where are people getting together before the game? Where should I tailgate? I don't know if there's going to be like a a large contingent of Louisville fans there, or if this is just a few people relative, like like just just happened to hit me up. It's kind of a coincidental thing. How would you go to Boston if you're going on a road this, game? That's what I'm getting to. Like yeah. we've like like five people have been in my emails. My next door neighbor. Um, she has a friend, Rita, who comes over like all the time, helps her out with stuff. And Rita goes to one away game every single year. I got my voice. And, um, it's going in. He's starting to go I, I know, it's, it's terrible. Like, I can't, my cough is awful. I can't believe I haven't coughed yet. I've probably cursed it. But Rita goes to one away game with her group of friends every year, and they picked BC for the season. I don't know if it's just like the other away games weren't attractive or this is just the, the perfect time of the year, but it sounds like we're going to have a, like a decent amount of Louisville fans that are just going to Boston for this game at Alumni Stadium. And it's kind of cool. I guess in fairness, I guess it depends on if you're trying to do one one every year, and I'd assume if that's the case, you've probably been to Clemson already. Probably. You don't want to go to who wants? No one wants to go to Lexington. No. Um, you probably Virginia likely has been done already because you play them every year as well. Um, well, you play BC every year too. That's true, but you you would want to push them to last. Probably. That's what I'm thinking. But that's my mindset. Is maybe that's is, what it is. Because you're coming down to it, and you're like, okay, I got Virginia and Boston College. I'm probably going to Virginia before I'm going to Boston. Then again, I don't know. Like I said, I, on TV, where would you want to go? You, you, you famously from this season. You famously don't leave the house. But if you could go to one ACC road game, well, I, I say I'll take Clemson out of it. Besides Clemson, where would you choose to go? On this schedule? On any schedule? Any ACC team? The other twelve in the league? Oh, just any of them? Yeah. Um. Ooh, well, wouldn't be Florida State because I've been to Tallahassee, been to Wake Forest, Duke, no, Georgia Tech, no, maybe Picks. I've never actually been to Pittsburgh. See, but you, you, you've been to these cities. You haven't actually been to games. Actually, I've, no, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I know, but I'm saying like the other ones that you mentioned, you're like, I've been there, I've been there. You haven't actually been to games. You've just been to like Yeah, but the whole point of like, if, I, if I'm going to go in somewhere for like of something, I want to like be able to get the most out of the trip. If I'm going to Pitt, I can maybe catch a Steeler game. Okay. As well, I mean that's 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 where my kind of my mindset is. I was is. thinking more about just like stadiums and game day experiences that you want to see, but you're you're, well, you're Pitt, taking a little bit deeper. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, because Clemson, South Carolina, you're just going for the game. You're not going to see like the surrounding areas. Because I'll tell you yeah, firsthand, but this is the there's ACC. nothing. What there. kind of game day really experience am I going to get from majority of the, almost every one of these teams? I mean, it's not terrible. Like, like no, but it's nothing that's going to be maybe go like, oh, I can't wait to go see that. Like, I mean, maybe Vatek, but Vatek would be up there. 
I haven't been there. I've been to I've been to Clemson. I've been to FSU. I don't know Blacksburg. <laughs> I've been to Carolina. I've been to NC State. I've been to I fucked it up. BC. BC would be BC. Like, if you're talking about just game day experience, BC would be very low. But obviously, going to Boston is fun, especially yeah, this time I've of the year. I've been to Boston too. Yeah, and that, that's that's why I was kind of I'm speaking out loud thinking. I, I mocked this for briefly for a second, but I'm thinking now maybe Boston College isn't that bad. Uh, particularly, and you, you shot this out of the water yesterday with me because you said you've been there, but like on TV, when you see it in the fall, like when they do like the aerial shots, it always looks really cool. It is cool when and you it, see it. Because you, you got the trees and the changing leaves. Yeah. It looks like, it just looks like something. That always kind of reminded me like the look when you watch uh, the movie The Program. Like their stadium, I know, which is, I don't even know. It always goes back to movies, doesn't it? Well, every, of course. Always. It, everything. <laughs> it always does. I live my life in, re- in fantasy, okay? Everything I've learned, I've learned from movies and television. I, anybody who listens to the show is well aware. Yes. I, I had, don't blame, don't blame movie, movies and television. Blame like the teachers and parents and stuff. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones lacking. God love them. <laughs> so, mom's listening. She's probably like, hey. Well, I did put you on the TV too much, probably. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like what I, I I think it would look cool. And of course you just like yesterday just pooped all over that. You're like, Oh, it's horrible. No, the, the, the outside the stadium is, but it's also not in Boston. It's in Chestnut. But the stadium is crap. Like the stadium is just, it looks like if you feel like it's about to fall down, um, (laughs) you do like the view from like the press box area. Cause you can see above the rest of the stadium, you're up high and like, you can see like the trees and stuff. But if you're actually like sitting in the bleacher seats in the middle of the stadium, it's not exactly. It's not an aesthetically pleasing scene. Doesn't matter how good the tree, because you can't see the trees from like the heart of the stadium. But the surrounding area, the campus is is beautiful. The little neighborhood that's around is very very pretty. But like, it's just the the, the facilities are trash at BC, which is why they're not good at sports. Well, I figured that. I can assume that. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Syracuse. I've been to Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean, I would probably. I mean, maybe Miami. Just 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 say I'm going to Miami. Who cares about how the game goes? By the way, Tyler Van Dyke calling out the fans for like he's like talking about how he he's likes still playing like the games. Third on Hyper's chart, by the way, too. Yeah, like talking about how he likes playing road games more because they have no home field advantage. Like, I've, doesn't this, I feel like this happens at Miami every year? Like, remember even back to like 07 when they came or 06 when they came here for that game. Kyle Wright had been like booed by the fan base, and like Kyle Wright had, had said something like, you know, if you guys are going to boo, maybe you need to show up to our games. I feel like this happens every year. Like Miami fans are so vocal, and yet there's only like 3,500 of them at any given home game. And the, and the team seems to hate them. The players seem to hate them. The fans seem to hate them right back. And just it's why whenever they have the the smallest hint of adversity, they lose that first game. They just pack up their stuff and go home. Oh yeah, the season's over. And that's where they they'll, now they'll get up for like a big game against FSU or God like when they used to play us. Like you know, I, I beat us down a few years ago. Like they'll get up for a decently sized game and they'll beat somebody down before the end of the year. But they're still gonna go eight and four, nine and three. This is what Miami does every year. And an embarrassing loss to Middle Tennessee, who as we mentioned earlier. Lost to James Madison forty-four to seven, a James Madison team that we now have to play in, in a few weeks. Don't remind me. That's where's James Madison in Virginia. We're going to choose them. Maybe I'll go to that game. Well, we're not playing them on the road, so it's a bye game. <laughs> I actually saw James Madison uh, in the name in the, uh, on Twitter, like trending the other day. I felt like it's because Lizzo was playing his old flute, and people got very upset about it. Say what? Yeah, the, the, I don't know. I don't. I should have just let that go. I should be like, oh, I'm, I don't know why he was what, trending. Who's a, what's a Lizzo? See, we there's no point because everybody listening knows. James who Madison Lizzo had a flute. Is. Yes. Yes. Like what, like a magic flute. A flute. 
Like the one in uh, the, they played in the old TV show and the monster would show up? I believe it was a crystal flute. Is It was a famous flute for some reason. Lizzo played it, and people were mad about it. You ever saw Lizzo, dude, or female? Female. Okay. Was, was How do you her? not know who Lizzo is? Should I? Yes. Everybody, there's like, there's maybe three people listening who don't know who Lizzo is, who are with you. Is it, I mean. She's a, very famous. She had a popular song, I guess. She had a popular song. She's been like all over when? TV. Like back, back She's a heavy set woman. She's done a lot for the heavy set woman community. I like, thought that I thought that was Megan Trainer. She wear that. You're living in ten years ago. She uh, Megan she, Trainor wasn't even that bad. She anymore. wears scantily. She's always scantily clothed. Um, it's a big thing. You don't need to look up who Lizzo is on air. Yeah, like, we don't. We, we don't need to do this. But that's that's why James Madison was trending. That's to answer your question. It wasn't about the football team. Oh, I'd rather have been about the football team. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't know what's more crazy. She's playing a 200-year crystal flute or James Madison owned a flute. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we'll take some text on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, also, a couple of notes on the Boston College game. Uh, I've been actually did a little bit of research for the show, reading into Boston College, what scares me, what doesn't scare me. We can get into that good stuff. Keith Wynn wrote a good story. If you're looking at what to watch for on Saturday, check that out on Car Chronicle. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about all that good stuff here on 1450 and 961. It's the Big X. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. They cope, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of cheater Little homies wanna be like on my knees In the night, saying prayers in the street light Staying the most alive Living in the gangster's paradise I do love this guy I feel like I'm the I'm this guy. You're Coolio and I'm this guy. This could be you. You could be that me. guy. Yeah. I'm like sitting there with smoke surrounding me Just not paying any attention I'm to LB. anything going on You're LB <laughs> Wasn't it, wasn't it uh, the, the uncle's name in uh, Friday Night Lights? Sounds right. I think it was my. Uh, I can't live a normal life. Boogies. I was raised by the street. Uncle, I think it was named Booby. Booby, yeah. I think you're right. I think that, I think was that, that was his name. I knew. Um, the same guy. There were two times where I think I knew I was going to marry Mary Virginia. I think One was when <laughs> no, I didn't. Mary knew every single line to this this song, which was great. Nice at a, at, a, at a bar in Chicago when we were there, and then also she knew every single word to uh, "Get Down Quick, Louisville." And it was like very early on we were dating. Like she had like an old old CD. We were driving back from Lexington. I was like, you know, "Get Down Quick." She's like, "Oh yeah," and she like started. I was like, "Okay, this is this can go somewhere." <laughs> I wasn't sure. Now I'm 100 percent sold. I like how that's that was. That, We're good to go. At that, that was point. the given. Like I'm spending the rest of my life with this woman. I was ready to go. Yeah, like I'm like you know what? We're going the distance. Imagine how life would change if she just hadn't bought that CD. If she didn't know, she didn't know. She messed up one word to Kingston Paradise, or Louisville. <laughs> 
Or a little week. <laughs> 502 is the Thornton sex line. We want to hear from you. Uh, we'll get more into the Boston College game after we take some text. Texture says, have you guys talked about Aaron Judge at all? Because, good Lord, that man is an alien. Do we have to? Like, are we contractually obligated now as, <laughs> as a sports radio show to do the whole, like, because you saw, I don't know if you saw the tweet that Rolling Stone put out there. And kudos to them because this is, it's just the right amount of attention grabbing. It's capitalizing on a moment. It's social media 101. First of all, I'm, I'm Rolling Stone's in my doghouse. Because right the, the movie list, the TV yeah, show list. Yeah, they need to, I mean, there's anybody needs to stick just to music. It's them. I did hear Karis the other day. They were talking about us. They were in a sort of an Inception Big X moment. They were talking about us talking about the Rolling Stone list. And <laughs> Roush revealed that he hates Friday Night Lights, like despises it. No, no, no. We, the, the TV show. He hates it. The show? Yes. Okay, because he loves the movie. He despises the TV show. He's, the, like, he's like, I couldn't make it through an episode. I wonder if that's because he loves because the movie's his favorite. Probably not the movie is like his favorite movie. I know that for a fact. The movie's fine. So it I wonder. Fine. I wonder if that there's a. I mean, that kind of was the reason why I I was standoffish and even watching the show for so long was because, you know, I, I enjoyed the I love the book, love the movie, but I was like, I mean, I can't. I mean, there, I gotta draw the line somewhere. You know me, I gotta draw that line somewhere. I love the book. If I'm ranking, book is first for me. TV show second for me. Movie's third. But they're all good. The TV show, uh, even though I'm, I, I haven't, I've you haven't been, gotten into my favorite seasons yet. True, and maybe that will change my mind. But you need to get into the JD McCoy right era. now. Still, the TV show is third. Now that doesn't mean I think it's bad. I just, You're coming off season two. You had to. You, need, you just needed to get through that. You got to put that out of your mind. It's hard to come. I mean, you. I wish. I really wish you just told me not to watch season two. I told you just to get through. I told you you're in the middle of the worst season. You didn't tell me how much it would affect the negative well, effect it would have. I, I assume you're going to keep going and not just like quit. In the middle, I assume like it's like you know mile seven is the toughest of the the mini marathon. I assume you're gonna power through that, get that runner's high, and then you know for mile eight, nine, ten. Yeah. I don't assume you're just gonna like curl down in the fetal position and give up. Because neither you've known me. I, I, I just, I'm making a joke. I'm making a comparison. Yeah, who's the guy that powers? It's not a things. literal comparison. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know that also. How many times have I told you I've not finished a show? Like I've tapped out on it because it lost me at some point. Well, you gotta get over that. Very rarely, like, there the shows that I have watched from start to finish are very few and far between because more often than not, and, and, and I don't think it's my fault. I think most of the time these shows just go too long anyway. That's why you're still single. It's just one small thing, you're out. You're done. That's, that's not, you're not lying, actually. <laughs> that's, that's the, Might be time to get over you that. You think it'd be, I wouldn't be somebody to be so picky. <laughs> you would. You think I would, yeah. Beggars can be choosers. <laughs> but Rolling Stone last night, they put out like a, a tweet capitalizing on the moment as everybody who wants a good social media following, even if you know it's going to be just outrage. They were like, props to Aaron Judge, who now is tied for the real home run record. Like, like oh, just, my Just Lord. doing that. And of course, like everybody's like, rah, 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 rah. And, and, you know, there are some people who are like, oh, yeah, I agree with Rolling Stone. But we can't. I, I know we're, we are a sports radio show in Louisville, Kentucky. We're focused on college athletics. And I still feel like there are people who are like, you guys talk about the judge thing. You got to talk about, what do you think about bonds? I'm like, does anybody really want to have this conversation? Does anybody really care? I don't think anybody wants to know my opinion on the conversation. <laughs> yeah, people, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying people don't care. People don't care what you and I have to say no, about that. I mean, why would they? I mean, first of all, it's bonds is the real and is the record holder. I mean, he, he is officially. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like it. But he is. He is. He owns the record. Uh, and it's cool what judges do it now. Maybe I don't want to bring it up because he did it against the Blue Jays, but. It is cool. And did you see? I guess the our our I guess somebody in our bullpen caught the ball and like just gave it right to the New. Well, York. have you not have you not seen the Frankie Lasagna drama? 
Who? The guy who have you not seen this? Like, I guess this is what happens when you sleep until two thirty. Or I go to bed at one. I didn't. I didn't. Have, I didn't lasagna have, was big by one o'clock. You you should have seen it. I didn't. I was. I don't. Well, the problem was was I didn't started on AW to around eleven thirty, and I stayed off Twitter until then. So the, there was a guy who. I, I assume you, you've seen this. Maybe you just didn't see how close he was. There's a guy who like got his glove on the home run ball, like just dropped it. Oh, he did. Just like hit him in the glove. They kept going. He's wearing a bachette jersey. Like he and, and he's like despondent. He's in the crowd like for like the next three innings. He's like his hands are on his head. He's like he's throwing stuff. He's like and they find this guy afterwards to interview him. And his real honest to god name is Frankie Lasagna. <laughs> it's his birth name. Frankie Lasagna. I mean it's. Is his parents like related to the, the people who named their kid Joe Dirt? <laughs> I don't know, but Frankie Lasagna. Lasagna was the name that uh, Lou Ham wanted to name her daughter in King of the Hill. He got she to, was drugged up. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to name it Lasagna. So they, they found him after the game. He's a 37-year-old, and of course he is, restaurant owner. Of course. <laughs> he brought a glove to the game, and he said, I would never, ever bring a glove to any baseball game other than this situation. Clearly, I needed a bigger one. Uh, two more feet, I would have had it. I needed a fishing net, and I would have gotten it. Um, and, and like corny quotes. Yeah, kind of, well, his name is Frankie Lasagna. He's, he owns a restaurant. What I mean, do you the guy's like literally going after Jaws quotes now. Yeah, <laughs> it did hit like it hit right his glove, and you could tell he like wanted to blame somebody. He kind of like looks at the guy next to him, like he like maybe you like you got in my way or something. But like, the slow mo show is like he just dropped. The guy just dropped the ball. He okay. just dropped it. So so what's the problem here? What do you mean? What's the problem? I mean, this is, I mean, what, this, what? Where's the issue at? Where this guy just choked and dropped the ball? So oh, it's it just hilarious that his name's Frankie Lasagna. Oh, okay. I thought there was. I thought there was like a like a like a like a, a problem or like a like a conspiracy of some kind going on. Like the way you, way you were like setting it up. He didn't know. He just like, there was another guy. The, the other guy who like came close to was like all pissed off about it. And, like wouldn't talk to the media after the game. So we don't know if his name was I don't know like like Frankie Meatloaf or, or whatever, but. Lasagna got asked after the game. It just—it sounds ridiculous saying it, but Lasagna was asked after he the was game. With Garfield, what would you have done with the ball if you'd caught it? And he said, "I would have held on to it for as long as I could have to negotiate. Maybe would have tried to get Judge to come to and try my restaurant. At least he's honest about it. Because <laughs> the guy, who, the guy who caught sixty, just gave it to him. Was like, I don't Please want to tell me he runs a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> steakhouse, steakhouse. I mean, no, because you can have lasagna at the steakhouse. Yeah, he's got to have something. You can. Seafood, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a funny scene last night. And then the, the the bullpen guy who caught it, his wife is a, she's like a big-time journalist. And she was in Florida covering the you know, Hurricane Ian. And she, like, sent out a tweet. She's like, I'm in the middle of a hurricane, like, trying to stay safe. But apparently I can quit my job now is what I've been told. Oh, like, I guess. Yeah. And they get the headline I saw where she was, because it said, like, the wife was mad at him for giving it to him or something. Yeah, something like that. Because I guess she wanted him to sell it. Yeah. How much could you have really sold that for, though? I mean, it's not going to bring, like, 72-type money or, like, 61 or 62 back in 98-type money. No, but you could probably negotiate with, like, the Yankees. Like, the Yankees, I'm sure, would do, like, a thing where it's like, here's, you know, Season tickets for life or something like that, and you could, you could. If you were a fan catching it now, if you're working right. for the Blue Jays, it's but I mean, hell, if you, even if you're not a fan, you have lifetime Yankees tickets. You could sell those bad boys every year and make a, a solid amount of coin. I wonder if they'd give you that much, but yeah, I mean, I bet they would have. I bet okay. that they would. You know, the Yankees, they got money. It's not, <laughs> not Memphis basketball. Well, not too much. Uh, I remember, Aaron Judge is a free agent in this year. He is, and they want him to go to the Red Sox. Uh, they being the Yankees, no, Judge and, and the Red Sox. It sounds like, but no. we'll see what happens. Of course, the Red Sox won. The Red Sox love just grabbing up what the Yankees can't keep. They do. They do. Uh, by the way, my aunt is in Fort Myers. I still haven't heard anything. I know they went That's to a friend's good. house, um, and like because they had a couple of friends who actually had like my aunt's house is like straight. It's like one floor. 
and they went to a friend's house that had a second floor. They were able to, to to stay above like where the flooding was. Their house wasn't destroyed. They're hoping they could get over there last night. But like all these places that they go to eat, all these places they go to socialize, were just like that's. I don't know if you've seen the video of Fort Myers, uh, Times Square. It's just leveled. Like it's just it's not there anymore. I can't imagine the price up on DoorDash right now. There. It'd be t- it, yeah. I don't think you can. I don't think you can <laughs> access DoorDash. You don't days. think you can? It's a it's a terrible scene. Like it, like those pictures. They look like something out of a movie. Like boats, like on top of boats and stuff. It, it is a wild, wild. Scene. I know my cousin Tampa says she still has power. Actually, her her. Yeah, Tampa didn't didn't bear the brunt of it. Yeah, like, she's Fort still, Myers she's... got drilled. It was bad. That's why you're. <clears throat> that sucks. But certainly, are you know we have Florida listeners every now and then that chime in on the text line and yep. send us pictures from Florida. If you're down there, certainly we're we're thinking about you and hoping you that you're uh, you're safe and we'll get back on your feet and get everything that you need in short order. Um, but the, the the judge thing, like cutting it's still into cool. they're going to cut into games over the weekend again because it's on like it's not on the Yes Network and ESPN technically has a property of these networks that it is going to show on, so they're going to cut into football games and. It, you're just going to see angry college football fans all over your timeline. Just pissed off fans everywhere. And I, and I like how you know like you said they're 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 pushing the narrative as if he's breaking the actual record. Well, I I think that they're because somebody asked me that, and, well, and that they keep sneaking in American League when they talk about like he's going for the home run American League record. Well, one of my buddies asked me like you know why is like, why is this such a big deal? Why are they doing this? And I think that they're like. It's not a dumb thing to do if you're ESPN or you're anybody who has properties here. You're playing to the segment because there is a segment of the fan base that's like, I'm not going to recognize any steroid era records, right? You're playing to that fan. And you're also, I think, trying to drum up some of the nostalgia of 98 and chasing, you know, everybody knew. Like, that was the most famous record in all of sports. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knew it was Roger Maris. Everybody knew it was a Yankee. And the fact that it's a, a current Yankee. 61 and 61. Exactly. Is going after that. Is Like, I'm interested. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I see an Aaron Judge at bat on TV, I'm going to watch. But it's not like you know he's still he's twelve shy of the actual record. I mean, it still deserves. The, I mean, the the attention. I mean, he's he just broke sixty. I mean, he's the, what the sixth person in the history of Major League Baseball to do it. Yeah, I mean, it I, is wild that Sosa did it three times and never led the NL in home runs. Every year that he did it, <laughs> McGuire had more than him twice, and Bonds had his seventy three year was when Sosa hit sixty six. Poor, poor Sosa. It's insane. I mean, so I, don't I feel mean, that bad for him. I, and he's the first to do it since I guess Bonds did it, and this has been almost twenty years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, so I mean, there there is no. I'm I'm not saying there's not reason to, to to put the spotlight on it. And there, it is all the reasons, and it's crazy the fact that in the American League it's happened three times, and there are only three have been the Yankees. Yeah, that I is mean, wild. That is just insane. Also, think yeah, and also you have a friend who isn't part of a something that hasn't happened in 70 years. I know we saw like in my, the American in League. In our little text group, somebody sent a picture of like like Judge after he hit 61, like standing right behind Dylan and Dylan like staring off in the distance. I was like, this is this is pretty cool. It's it's, it's a wild thing to see like a, a kid I've known my entire life, just like right there with Aaron Judge have, like, doing something that hasn't happened since 1961. Being a part of history and we're like, yeah, go for it, Dylan. And of course like he was like He's like, I was still kind of hungover because we celebrated clinching the AL East last night. I was like, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to happen. What are you going to do? Yeah, that that part that was yeah that was annoying. We, I was and I knew I knew it wasn't inevitable, but I was hoping maybe a sweep of the Yankees and maybe some things go our way. We could sneak into that that AL East championship. Not happening. That wasn't Not happening. I knew it was it was a pipe dream because they were they've been one game away for what three games I think or um, three or four. Texas says I guess this is technically like Trevor trivia. <laughs> Trevor, what favorite show of yours debuted today in 1986? In 1986? Yes. I wonder if they can tell me the channel. Well, he doesn't give an answer, so well, I'm hoping matter. that you ABC, can figure ABC it out. or CBS, because Fox wasn't even around in 86. Uh, 1986, I'm going to say... Uh, not. Oh, I know what it I'm is. I'm going to say Family Ties? No. 
This is kind of it's a show that you mentioned a lot in the early stages of the Mike Rutherford show. I feel like you haven't mentioned it as much recently. I mean, but it was it was like an early theme of the show. People would be like, How many days in a row is Trevor going to mention this show? Well, I say I do that a lot. So I can't that, that doesn't You do go in cycles with everything. Designing yeah. Women debuted on the show. Oh, okay, Designing Women. Oh, in I love Designing Women. It ran for seven seasons and hundred and sixty three episodes. You were a big designing woman. Now that is on. That. Um, I, cause I actually watched a few episodes uh, a couple weeks ago because I found it know. on. Uh, it was Prime or Hulu. One of the two have it. Like all the seasons on there, and I watched I love like that you just drum up like old episodes of Designing Women on, yeah. a, on a whim. Like if you ever go look at like my Hulu or, or it's one of the two that like like the continue watching list, it would just probably amaze you. Like some, and it's usually not all me because I do share my account with other people. But like, uh, yeah, I've watched. <laughs> to the cops. Call the cops. Call the cops. Is that illegal? Yeah. And what they're charging me now per year, they, I should be doing a, a group group fund on it. But Design Woman's awesome. I like Design Women. I like Design Women. Yeah, Dixie Carter. And well, I, I used to watch it when it was on, <coughs> excuse me, the USA reruns back in the day. Yeah. Milo and uh, Delta Burke. Delta Burke was hot before, you know, she was on Miss Florida at one point. Texture says, my buddy went on a trip to Ireland, and when he landed, this was the first text that he sent us. I figured you guys would appreciate this. Guess what the – this is the text. Guess what the first thing I see when I get over here to Ireland is a – I can't say that word – a fat person in a U.K. shirt. I can't get away from them. <laughs> That's hilarious. I told you, like, standing in line to go to the the bleeping Sistine Chapel, to go, like, like, to, to go see St. Peter's Basilica. I am – we are directly behind a person wearing a U.K. 2K shirt in Rome. It was like I was like, what are the odds? And also, they tell you to dress up to do this. They tell you to at least wear like respectful clothing. And I guess if that if your religion is UK basketball, maybe that is your religious clothing. But my God, put on something other than a T-shirt. You're embarrassing the whole country. Okay, um, this probably won't come as a shock. I've always is it Sistine or Sixteen? Sistine. So it's not. There's no X in there. No. I was when I was a kid. I thought it was the Sixteen Chapel. I always thought it was Sixteen. But it's the Sistine Chapel. Okay. We went in there. This, coming from me, that probably shouldn't be a surprise. I'm curious on how to pronounce something, but you're not allowed to talk in there. Like they will, like if, if they hear like Why too many, murmurs, they have like people because it's supposed to be a holy place of worship, and like you're supposed to be quiet. Not allowed to take pictures. I and I guess maybe I'm revealing my sins to God here. I did. I, I, I took my phone out really quickly and like took a picture of the ceiling and just happened to like perfectly nail like without even looking at what I was taking a picture of the the famous you know the hand of God reaching out and touching man like that like that the most famous of all the images in the system. Yeah, 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 ceiling. yeah. I've seen like, it. Yeah. I, I got that. It was like perfect. I was like nailed it. And then the, but they they'll yell at you if you're talking. Like they'll they'll be like, you need to get out of here. Done. Boom. Really? But UK two K guy was right in front of me, walking in there. I was like, can we really can we can we go somewhere else? Not here. Everywhere you're not safe anywhere. I've said it for years. I'll say it again. You're not safe anywhere. <laughs> I remember when I, went, when I was in Cooperstown. It was it was kind of a small world. I was sitting there waiting for the the the, the little tranny or the, the truck. The, oh boy! You know they come pick you up. You what, know what were you waiting for? The the, the, the bus thing. <laughs> what the, the tram? Yeah, that's it. Waiting for that to come pick us up. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was the guy sitting there. It was from the, the, the it was the guy's wife. They were from Louisville. Cool. It's like small world. Yeah. They went to mail. Oh, nice. Even smaller, yeah. Very cool. I was like, do you want to hit this? He's like, no. No, okay. <laughs> Texture says, didn't Coolio do the Keenan and Kel intro? Yeah. 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 I, I never watched Keenan and Kel, so I, but I know. Oh, I watched Keenan and Kel. That was a little, yeah, after me. Texture says, boys, I was staying right on the beach in Charlotte. Uh, opted to flee and head home early because of the hurricane. Glad to have you in my ears for the next three hours during my drive home. Props nice. to you. Glad you got out of there. 
I'm, my mom is so mad at my aunt still for not leaving. Like she's like, it's the only thing that keeps me from, from being worried about her. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I can provide. Three, we can pro- help provide three hours during a road trip. I've been on road trips. You can get something to provide three hours to kill on a road trip. It's so it's so great. He's probably turned it off by now. Oh, I'm sure he has. It's like wrestling talk at three fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> turn on, Let's delay a little radio roulette and scan through the channels. See what we can find. We're doing a that's always there. fun to do, by the way, when you're out of town. I think it's great. Like I always do that. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Um, we'll take some more text. Also, I've got a, a sort of a, a thought about the DJ Wagner stuff from yesterday that's still lingering that I've seen from do the I need fan base. Update music? No, no, it's not an update. It's kind of a a, a thought that I've. Based off of what the reaction that I've seen from the last 24 hours, we'll get to that. Before we do any of that, reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning problems at any point this year, cold season's coming up. If your heat goes out, middle of the night, you got small kids, got to get that fixed. You can't wait until morning. There's only one place to call. It's AirServe at 502-264-9662. They've got technicians available for you 24-7. doesn't matter if you're calling them at 4 p.m. or 4 a.m. Someone's going to be there to take your call, and someone will be able to come out to your house and fix your problem. Over at AirServe, they're focused on air quality and energy efficiency. So whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. Call them again directly at 502-264-9662 or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More text, DJ Wagner thought, and then a little bit of BC talk as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on Here it is. Here we go. First line didn't even rhyme. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters when I do it. You're like, you don't rhyme, Trevor. How often do you rap on the show? You act like this is the thing that happens on a daily basis. I rap all the time. You just don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Kinakinika, that was the one that was the, 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 the smaller, skinnier one was in love with like orange soda, right? Correct. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. That's that's kind of like all I really kind of know about that show. Imagine Keenan Thompson doing sketch. He's done sketch comedy for basically like 40 straight years, which just never got out of it. As a kid, straight to like now being the longest tenured member in the history of Saturday Night Live. It's like his whole life. He's the longest tenured in Saturday Night Live? He's been there since like 2001. Is that kind of a dubious honor, though? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because people usually go SNL, they they platform it to go somewhere else. I guess sort of, but he's I mean, he's done enough. I feel like well, he hasn't. I guess that much mainstream stuff. When you think about it, I'm not. Big, I, I'm not a big fan of Bill SNL usually. I like him. He's, he's okay. He's solid. He's a steady presence. I thought he was I actually probably like him better watching clips of him in Lincoln and Kell than I do on SNL. Well. <laughs> Welcome in second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, uh, always, you can find our podcast after the show. Wherever you find podcasts, you can't search Mike Rutherford Show. Just search 1450 Big X. That's the best way to find it. Also, if you f- uh, follow me on Twitter, I always retweet the show pod afterwards, unless it's a terrible show with some like thing that Trevor said that I don't want to get out, in which case I don't retweet it. But uh. I wish you'd still done my <laughs> idea about being like the friends thing. 
What was that one? Well, every, every, when, you, when you retweet the show tweet. From oh, the, the one yeah. where. The yeah. one with. And like, like, I mean, it would have been funny. We do like 250 shows a year. At some point, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. No, there's always something on every show you can, you can use it with, though. What would this be? Well, I don't. What would yesterday's show be? I don't even remember anything we talked about. <laughs> well, the I one would... where Mike forgot which studio the OG was. The show was at. The, the, or could have been. Uh, I don't know. There would have been something I would have thought about. <laughs> See, it's easier to say yeah, when, I, it's, I, it's, it's, when it's cr- not your duty. It's the same <laughs> duty. Uh, it's the same. The one with duty. It's the yeah. This will be the one where I'm this the, the one where we you remember Coolio. Yeah, that's fine. I think it would have lost its luster very quickly. I mean, you can always come. No, you just no. You just you just you gotta be creative. Come on. Well, not my strong suit anymore. Kid, the other day would have been the one with Spencer's. Yeah, see, there are a few episodes that like stand I feel like out. It, almost every time I retweet, there's always something in my mind I, I think you could do it. With. Why don't you do it? Because I, I don't want you to. I want you to do it. <laughs> Sound like my daughter. <laughs> you can pick that up. It's right there. But I want you to pick it. I mean, up. I used to do it with with KRC when I would always post on the Facebook. Well, uh, then why won't you do it for me? Well, I didn't do it for that. My, theirs would be a description of the show. Followed by something related to the show, and I would say uh, the number one show in Louisville Monks, and I would just make a reference to something off the wall, but connected to the show that day. Well, I wish you would do that for me. Be nice. It's like hearing what it, you know. We do this, I'll do the sports radio thing where you can only compare things to like relationships. It's like hearing that your your current <laughs> girlfriend did way more for her ex boyfriend than she'll do for you. It's like, oh, I, I see you don't mind going with him to football games. Today's be the one where, with me. the one where we learn who Lizzo is. <laughs> Half of us learn, learn who Lizzo is. How do you feel about? I, I've seen this. This is sort of in line with the baseball bonds Maris judge discussion. That I feel like you have to talk about it if you're if you're anybody. Also, now it's become this thing that you have to talk about: Weatherman doing live reports in the middle of the hurricane, which I do think is ridiculous. Because Jim Cantore got hit with like a branch yesterday and fell down. Is that the same one? The same video where a cat gets thrown against like the? You see something like it looks, it looks like a cat hit the the the. The there, there, was the yeah. there was a cat. There was a cat. Also, like a person got blown into the live shot, and now like everybody's doing this, and everybody's like, "Why? Why are you making them do this?" I'm like, "They're doing it because they know you guys are going to retweet this and talk about it." Why are we? This is like this isn't something new. It isn't. This has like, been going on for 30, 40 years. It does seem ridiculous, but I think it's also pro- if I had to guess, like, I don't think these people are. I don't think Jim Cantore is being forced to do this against his will. He knows that this is kind of like what he's known for at this point. It's like his brand to get out there and do it. I, I do think it's it's very silly, and we're probably like one dead weather person away from it never happening again because it, it, it's dangerous. No, no it's, that won't stop it. I think it will. I, I think that would stop it. I think it's it's so it's so unnecessary. It's not like we need a human being in the middle of all this carnage to recognize that like, ooh, heavy wind and lots of rain, very bad. Like we can see stuff blowing around. That's all we need to see. We don't need a human being there for like context. But like everybody has to weigh in with their opinions. I'm like, it's not changing anytime soon, especially when you guys are going to talk about it every time there's a storm. I mean, to me, it, listen, if somebody wants to go out there with a camera and, and sit in them, I have a storm, more, more power to you, buddy. Or but this is, these aren't like normal people. It's like, these aren't like citizens making their own, like, you know, just whatever choices, like with their camera. Oh, these they are people who are being paid to do this. They're, like, that's they're, that's their from. job. But if, if they're told to go out there and they don't want to do it, they don't have, they don't have to do I it. I agree with you there. And I promise you, if they say no and some reason they get punished for it, all they got to do is put that on social media, and they've got their job back. Hell, they probably have their boss's job because of that. For sure. I just think it's silly that it's still a thing. So, I mean, if they're going out there, the odds are the people that are doing it are going out there, they can claim or you can assume that they're being told to do it. 
hundred percent they want they're they're willing to do it and they probably have no problem going out there doing it. And that's you know what? Good I mean if they want to I more now my issue's more with the the morons out there trying to dive off the 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 the, the piers and oh, tell people trying swimming. To swimming, yeah. Now those guys are idiots. I don't even care. Like you know, whatever. Like die. Like, like, like that's. I mean, I just say it. But it's like, one thing standing on the street. Jet, there was a guy in a jet yeah. in the middle of the hurricane yesterday. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? It's one thing to stand in the street during it, which is not. Is I mean, it's dangerous as it is. Some of them try to actually jump in the ocean in the middle of it. At some point, like you can't save everybody. Like I, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that was part of like the Doctor Gavorkian list of suicide options. Like I don't really want. Like I, I hope all those people are safe. But what are you doing? Like like I mean, you, you know the risk you're, you're you're taking when you go and swim in the middle of a hurricane. I guess it's a cool story. I guess you you know. I just see it as Darwinism. <laughs> the, the tweets are going to get out there. You're, you're going to go viral, but. What, why? What, what are you doing? But the, the jet ski guy was hilarious. that was peak Florida man. Like, I mean, <laughs> but the weather guys, you know, it, you know, if you want to do it, and like I said, it's not like this is something new. I mean, this is this goes back to the eighties. I mean, Cantori's brand now. Like this yeah, is what he's known. For. I don't know. Who, I actually don't know who that is. But seeing he's like the head honcho at the weather. Channel. But seeing weather people like in, in you know situations like that. I mean, like I said, that goes back to my childhood. Seeing it, you just didn't. You see it more now, and you see more people doing it now. But and it does seem like not. Especially back then, you kind of had to do it. Like now, with technology and you know, I don't know, the drones or just setting up cameras on, you yeah, know, no, it's not necessary at all. It's not necessary to have a human there. I mean, when you can just send a robot or a drone or something or like a that, camera, like, like, or just a cam- yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a video I think I saw someone posted of um, I, I think it was from a news station down there, and one of their cameras set up on like one of the traffic poles. And they just, it's like a 10 second video and it's just crazy how high the water is. And it's like, you know, this is a live yeah, feed of Again, this. we don't need a human there for content. We can, exactly. look, we can look at that video and be like, you know, it looks kind of bad, but I, <laughs> I, I need to see a 5'10 white dude out there to really know how bad it is. Like, we, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember back when the Weather Channel was like just, it was on all the time, like 24 hours a day, but it was just like a radar and they had this music that there, would just play. Is there still a radar Weather Channel anyway? Yeah. So I just I, said Jim Cantore is like the head honcho for the Weather Channel. I just, I never watched Weather Channel anymore. You used to just like, you, you'd flip on the Weather Channel and all it was was like a radar. And every now and then they'd have a reading like the National Weather Service says, like there's a tornado watch for. Vaguely. I mean, I know the radar. Some, anyway, somebody about. found that music that used to, it was like elevator music that was on repeat the channel and put it on a TikTok. And he was like so happy. And like I'd forgotten all about the fact that it was like, do, 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 do. And like I was like, I listened to it and it just took me back to as a child. My dad was always big into storms, big into weather. So whenever there was the slightest hint of like severe weather, we had the Weather Channel locked on, and I was like, I forgot that like this used to be a thing. It's like the only way that you could find out stuff was going on. Stereotype dad watching the Weather Channel. Oh, he's a big weather dad. Still yeah. is. <laughs> seems, seems to be a pretty bad cliche, but that's all right. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Texture says, Mike, are you at all related to the Mike Rutherford of the band Genesis, who along with Phil Collins just sold their music rights for nearly three hundred million? Yeah. Yes. My dad. How was your uncle? Dad, I'm rich now. I'm still doing the show. I'm here for you. <laughs> you're, you're Michael Jr.? Did they really sell their music rights for $300 million? Props to that, Mike Rutherford. Once again, just showing me up. I'm, <laughs> I wonder if they cut it individually. Like, Jenna, like Phil Collins got like $297 million of it. Well, I told you yesterday. Yeah, everybody else got $1 million. <laughs> I told you yesterday I got recruited to do influencer stuff for the new Academy Sports opening up at Jeffersonville. Jealous. So, Big week for both Mike Rutherfords. <laughs> we both landed some extra cash. We're, we're both doing well for ourselves. 
he, he's, buy, he's, he's using his promise to buy an island. You're getting a new fridge. Why don't you take that Graham? <laughs> I don't think I'm getting a new fridge from this deal. Uh, we'll check that Graham story next week, Mike. See what's going on. You don't even have Instagram. I know because I get tagged as you frequently. Uh, text says, Can Should we- I get on Instagram? No. <laughs> what's the, what the process of the thoughts to go I was your internally head? debating the pros and the cons. The cons outweighed the pros. Because here's the thing. like Sometimes I'll see like people will post like Instagram stuff. And I don't know why, but like, I mean, full disclosure, this is mostly me like trolling the, the hot women on Instagram. That's like I'll see the picture. My concern. And, and, and when I, and I'm like, Ooh, and I'll click on the, you know, the, to go to their account or look at their pictures. And like, after like five seconds, it like, this thing comes up and it's like, you have to be a member on Instagram to look at these. Oh, really? And I'm like, that sucks. Like you don't do that for Facebook or Twitter or anything. Well, they want you to be a member. So I'm like, should I get on Instagram? No. What is Instagram? It's just pictures and videos. Well, I don't like doing those. Or you could just have an account to just like sock people, but I would <laughs> advise against it. Basically, I'm looking for anything that's going to hurt the show. And how is me being on Instagram going to hurt the show? I don't want to explore the options that are going through my head. I mean, it's it can't help the show. I can tell you that much. I'm on Twitter. You are, and I I I worry about it every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> I don't tweet that often. You don't, but there are other ways to get in trouble. <laughs> On Twitter, really? Sure. What about Facebook? Facebook is the Wild West. Nobody cares. It's just Nobody like, cares. It's just old people doing old people stuff. Nobody cares. People just expect that if you're on Facebook, you're being it's a per- Thunderdome. Everything goes. You're being pervy in some way. You're probably above the age of fifty, and you're doing something you're not supposed to. Okay. Or you're just totally innocent and don't know how to use the internet at all. Isn't Twitter closer to being the new Facebook than it, than anything though? Twitter is kind of it's getting up there now, where it's like the kids. Kids aren't using because kids aren't Twitter. even on Insta. On, on they're they're not even on like the Instagram anymore, aren't they? Mostly on like they're tic- more they're, they're more Instagram than than Twitter for sure, and they're more Instagram and TikTok than anything else. Like it used to be, like ten years ago when I was doing the site, writing for Card Chronicle and getting on Twitter, like all the college kids were on Twitter and like they were interacting with each other, they're interacting with you, and then now I think it's more like some college kids will have Twitter accounts, but it's just to follow like news people or celebrities they like they don't actually like, use it for their own tweets I mean, that's what i use it for is like a modern yeah. day ap news type but thing younger kids now definitely are, are more instagram tiktok which one's the one that disappears after like 10 seconds or 30 snapchat seconds? okay that's snapchat yeah i don't like you just asked that <laughs> are you on snapchat you're curious i was i haven't used snapchat in probably a year and a half i used to be on okay. snapchat is there a new is there a new what's the newest one I guess TikTok is the, like, the newest popular one. Newest I'm sure pop- there's something that I don't even know about that's out there that the kids are using, <laughs> yeah, but I, I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> Slorp do. Well, I, we should invent one. Texas says, we, can we get a 10-second moment of silence on the radio because Trevor was the original child left behind by the American <laughs> education system? <laughs> I love how I made that reference. And somehow the, the text line texts in and goes, Wait a minute, didn't, didn't you go to school during the Reagan years? And I was like, part of him, yeah. He's like, Child Left Behind was brought to you by W. Weren't you, he's like, weren't you in your 20s by then? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Texas, Air lost, Texas Air Force <laughs> lost vacated, cards are back. Yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. Texas, the military academies don't cost money to attend. VMI is also not technically a military academy. Thank you. I thought it was. Just because it's military, I don't. Yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, I think they just put that. I in thought the there title. was like technically seven military academies. No, well, first of all, right now, off the name alone, it says they're an institution. What do you mean? BMI, Virginia Military Institution Institute. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not an academy; it's an institute. It's right there in the name, dude. 
<laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's right there. It's right in your face. Who are the other brands? Isn't there more than three, though? It's Air Force, Navy, Army. Who am I forgetting? See, technically, so the official Military Academy page does have, um, I guess there's a United States Coast Guard Academy in Connecticut. I did not know that. United States Merchant Marine Academy in New York. Unaware of that. Uh, Virginia Military Institute is a senior military college. Uh, the Citadel. RTOC. The Citadel. Texas A&M. Those weirdos. Uh, University of North Georgia. Virginia Polytechnical Institute and State University in Blacksburg. That's Virginia Tech. That's a lot of words, by the way, for school. It's not Virginia Tech. No. It's a military college. Yeah. Texas A&M's technically, I guess, I mean, I know they had military ties, but. But there are only five service academies. The West Point, the Naval Academy in Annapolis, the Air Force, the Coast Guard Academy, and the Merchant Marine Academy. When do we get a, a Space Force Academy? I some... That's not then we give up on that stupid thing. No, Space Force is still a thing. They just announced like their anthem the other day. They have an anthem? They've got an anthem now. They got their own song. I think it should just be the Star Trek thing. The B is anything is it better than B that y'all you can be in the, in army. the army. Well now I don't think that's that the I don't think that's the official <laughs> you ever, West, you ever the West Point theme. Did you ever see the family army guy recruiting video? No. That's so crazy. The family army guy? The, fa- the the army the army recruiting video on Family Guy. Oh no, I don't think I did. It's like it's those a bunch of people on like on a on like a big boat. Like and they're like, the army. Oh yeah. It's like all these it looks like a girl's gone wild video. Not far and, off. At the very end of a little small script that goes, Your experience in the army may be different. That's <laughs> pretty much how it goes. That's great. Pretty video. accurate. Texas all love and respect to Alan Electric, but if that person in their commercial was my neighbor i saw him smiling because one of the repair trucks was in my driveway <laughs> i throttle him that's kind of creepy <laughs> a little bit <laughs> i smile because i figure he's getting the best we love alan electric we do texas never mind our stream doesn't seem to be working never mind my tuning app just wasn't working okay good yeah, don't blame us texas vmi has more wins in rep arena than our cards over the last seven years this is true yeah no, i know i had a feeling there was, that was going to come up at some point when me making vmi jokes it's true yeah. Uh, the average simulation, the guy who sent in the simulation last week for uh, South Florida, which was very close. I think the simulation was like 40 to 17 was the average score for the Louisville game. You laughed at that simulation. You I said did. you don't trust computers. I mock it. His simulation for uh, Boston College now says average score is Louisville winning 32 to 12. Makes me feel good about it. That's a cover, by the way. That would be a cover. So should I take Louisville to cover on Saturday? I wouldn't. Should I just go against it again? I thought... Last week I thought we would cover. This week I'm I, I'm leaning towards we're not going to cover. Should I continue with the process of betting against Louisville every game? I mean, it's no, because that doesn't always work. We're two and two. We're two and two. <laughs> We've been two and two regardless. Bet on who you th- bet, bet. What you think is going to happen at this point? I don't. I don't think you're having any effect, positive or negative, on the season. Well, the crazy thing is, is that that was my process of the first four games anyway. Yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. Syracuse, I didn't bet against us. I bet for us. Texas says, lucky the Kentucky-Louisville game will be a win-win for Kenny Payne. Milt and crew, either they add to their win record or see a program they love dearly with Milt's grandkid win. Well, that's, first of all, that's not this year's game. Second, second this is like loser mentality, man. Come on. And man. I don't think that this was happening. Yeah. I don't think that that's, yeah. You're not a real sports fan. Come on, man. It's a win-win. He gets the, who cares about that? Let's see little grandkid cry. I guess he, he's got to be a UK fan. <laughs> I don't trust you there. Texas is pretty sure the offer out there was $2 million for that 61 ball. Maybe remembering incorrectly, but that, uh, and that is 62. 
I could have swore. Well, well, I guess with time change, there'd be inflation or whatever. But because wasn't McGuire's original sixty two sold for like three million? I can't remember. I saw the little uh, picture, like when, when you're on Facebook, you see the like memes of things, and it was where it had the picture of the guy holding it and it said something like he was. They they offered they offered him like a signed base signed autograph stuff and this and that for the ball and he said the only he said he'd take it except he also wanted to meet Mark McGuire McGuire said no so he said okay screw you and sold the ball for three million. That's what I would have done. I mean, he yeah. moved by McGuire who was kind of a D his whole life. I've heard influence not not called not yet. Now did you see? I know at the risk of but that was in ninety eight. So I guess I could see it going. I mean, I just I feel like I know this is still a sixty one or, but I, I can't imagine it's being. Being that it being that valuable when it's not even a close to being a record ball, did you, really. Did you see? I know we were running the risk of me saying like, hey, "Who needs to talk about this?" Now we're going to talk about it more. No, no. But Roger Maris Jr. did say that he thinks if Judge hits sixty two, he should be viewed as the the rightful record holder. I mean, I guess I mean you're jaded because it's your dad. The irony in that involved with everything too, with sure how people were against him in the sixties and didn't think he should even earn the record. And of course, wherever you go. The asterisk was there till what, like eighty nine, I think, or ninety. How was it that long? Uh, it was. I want to say Faye Vincent's the one that pulled it. It was, and it was after Maris had passed. So that sucks. I know it does. Um, so I mean, ninety one. Wow. Was it ninety one? Yeah, that was okay. It was Faye Vincent, wasn't it? I think, no, it was an eight man panel. Oh, I mean, who was commissioner? I guess at the time is my question. But yeah, he was. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's. If you think that's your if that's your opinion, that's fine. But I mean, that's I, I don't think that's how that's not I, I differ in that opinion. Texas Mike, you should have worn a U of L shirt. The Pope is a huge fan and probably would have given you some dispensation dispensation coupons. You could have given them to Josh Hurd and ended this IRP nonsense sooner. Did you meet the Pope? No, the Pope wasn't there. <laughs> Mary got to see the Pope when she was in Philadelphia one time. He was, was like was when he was, he, was, years he, in, ago was when he in the Pope car. He was in the Pope. He was in the Pope mobile. Pope mobile. They had him. He was in the back. She got a couple pictures. Pretty cool scene. What year did they introduce? Right after he got shot at. Once it was that in the nineties, when the Pope mobile became a thing. Yeah, because the, the Pope mobile wasn't created because somebody tried to take a shot at the Pope. Like he, I think he got shot. I mean, like a million Pope has been assassinated over the years, or tried to be assassinated. So, but this, it wasn't the first time. But that's why it's like a bulletproof like uh, shell that he's in. Yeah, that Pope mobile glass is bulletproof supposedly. There, there's the first Pope Mobile was created in 1826. Oh well, maybe it was. Yeah. Church was 1926. People were trying to be, been trying to kill popes for de- for centuries, <laughs> for a long time. What the Pope ever do? I mean, a lot of dead popes out there. Really? Well, yeah. 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 And the Who's wi- the Pope now? The Wikipedia page on Pope assassinations is like, I mean, look it up. There's like 37 of them. It's <laughs> unreal. Who's Who's the current Pope? Pope Francis. Pope Francis. He's yeah. He's new though, isn't he? Mm, it's been like what th- three, four years now. That's semi new. It's been more than that now. I think I think I'm wrong. I think it's been because we've had how many? We've only had like three or four. We haven't had that many popes in our lifetime, have we? We've had Pope John Paul is the first one that I remember, but I think there was one when I was born that I just don't. And then we had Pope Benedict, and now Pope Francis. Horrible Pope name. Man, Benedict was Pope Benedict. I mean, that just I mean, that just screams to open. Francis up Francis the... has been Pope since 2013. I was wrong about it. And Benedict's still alive. Benedict is he's like the second Pope ever to like just cede power. I guess power's not the right word, but to, to <laughs> no, give up. You, I think you had it right. <laughs> to give up his popedom while pope being alive, like he just—he was a transitional pope, like somebody White Castle. <laughs> I mean, can you do? Is he the first? 
I mean, that's not that's pretty rare, right? Very I mean, rare. I think he's like the second one. How old was he? He just gave up on it. He's, he's still alive. He's like, I'm just tired of being the Pope. He was Pope for like eight years. Cause I remember I was in college when he became the Pope, and he gave it up in 2013 because he was supposed to be viewed as a, a trans. I think his Ratzinger is his, his real name, and he was supposed to be this transitional guy because he was very old. What's his name? Ratzinger. His parents hated him. Well, he's German. Benedict Bretzinger? They have different last names in different parts of the world. That's how it works. <laughs> but he, uh, they, they, I, I think they thought he wasn't going to live very long. And it turns out he's like still kicking at 2013. He's like, I'm, t- I'm tired of this. He's still alive now. He's like 95. So the Benedict turned his back on the Popehood. But John Paul, John Paul's papacy be, uh, began in 78. So he, we have known three popes in our lifetime. I didn't think there was that many. I, remember, I guess I remember when the Francis one took over. I remember being on the front page of the Courier Journal. I had a buddy that's really, really Catholic, and he was, like, all into it. I'm like, okay. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't know. Francis time. <laughs> Let's go. Texas says, what I does w- the Pope even do? <sighs> like, Curly? And he what just, a question. I mean, like, in today's society, isn't the Pope just nothing but, like, something you put, like, on a pedestal and, like, ride around in an automobile to people to wave at? I mean, he travels the world. I think he talks to world leaders. He runs the church. Yeah. It's like asking, like, what does the president do? He's the head of he's the head Gotta of the church. <laughs> he's the head of the church. You're in the church. You Texas, I went to Ole Miss. Uh, the vault will be as a KRC text, clearly. I went to Ole Miss. The vault will be rocking for the first half. Students will leave to get drunk during the second half, and it's rush time, so rush and partying will be more important for the most part. The Grove will still be rocking. It will be awesome no matter what time the game is played. Go Cats. Are UK fans upset at Stoops over the last yesterday's news? They like. Or is it, or is it just I think they, like me, don't think it's real. Okay. I don't think that's what actually happened. If it is, UK should be shamed. Like they should, they deserve to feel shame for that. That's silly. I mean, like you said, you pointed out yesterday, like a coach didn't have that much power. But then again, like I said, if they were on the fence between two games and one coach requested, I could see that. The guy who tweeted is like a student reporter, and nobody else is saying this. Like th- this isn't being reported by any sort of reputable site or organ outlet. Well, it's because he's he's you know he's not like he's a, the, he the, he didn't the, he's unlike the rest of the reporters. Ole Miss doesn't have them under his thumb. Maybe, but like you think that like UK could have confirmed this or something, or somebody would get to the. I think they would it. deny it. Maybe. I mean, UK media is kind of the same thing though, too. Like if it's a negative mm-hmm. headline, they're not going to work too hard to get that out there. Not the Tipton's gone. Yeah, that was the last of them. Alan Cutler just chasing people down. <laughs> um, Stoops, Stoops, is this is it true? You remember your staff is why you games at noon. No questions, please. Focus on the game. Did you see? Uh, I don't, it should be too hard to find out. If there's a staff member I of the wedding. Did not, <laughs> I, I did not hear KRC talk about this. I don't know if they did. I assume that they did. But Lane Kiffin tweeted out last night. Uh, let me check his profile to make sure it's still there. I don't know if it was an error or if he's trying to send some sort of message. But he tweeted out like a link to a story about Will Levis. And his text, like the context of his text, just was the exact headline of the, the story. It was like, Will Levis goes for Yeah, he tweeted out. Will Levis is an unexpected path from backup quarterback and unnoticed transfer to big time NFL prospect. Yeah, I saw that head. I saw that that link. It's the headline, and he just tweeted oh, out headline. that story with the headline as the like the text of his uh, of his tweet. I don't know if he's like playing mind games or if he, like like what's going on here, but that was a kind of a weird thing I saw late last night. I mean, I don't know why would it be just weird because he's putting something out there about a guy he's about to play. Yeah, why is he tweeting that out with no context other than the headline itself? Maybe it's an interesting story. You think you'd be like. <laughs> Hey, interesting story. <laughs> Maybe he wants to do that so when, you know, after he looks like poo-poo in the grove, he can be like, see, nothing. Maybe. I've also seen, like, all these, because, you know, Mel Kuyper came out with his updated top quarterbacks list, and he's got Will Levis at what, two, I think? He's up there. 
He's in the top five, I know. Yeah. But they also has he's got Anthony Richardson in at like number four, who's yeah, thrown one got, touchdown pass and all these stats. He's still got uh, the the kid from Miami at like number eight. Yeah, and now yeah, Tyler Which, Van Dyke. But for the record, anything anything past probably usually well, I don't know. This year's supposed to they're talking like having four, five, six draft quarterbacks in the first round. So. But Will Levis now is kind of getting the Anthony Richardson treatment where it's like like we had the stat yesterday on the text line. He's played in nineteen SEC games or something and has thrown for more than 250 yards twice. He also has only had three games as a starter where he hasn't thrown an interception. Like, all this stuff is coming out. And is it a, a plot to tear down Will Levis? Is this the Josh Allen thing all over again? Well, Josh Allen's playing with Wyoming. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> and he's a Juco. Does Wyoming have more football history than UK? <laughs> he was a Juco on top of it. Uh, I mean, I guess always, I mean, there's always negative to every positive. So I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know. Don't want to tell you. Sorry. Texas says, reporter girl admitted that she covered up her microphone with a condom to protect it from the rain when doing a live shot in the rainy elements. Well, you don't want to electrocute it. Hey, whatever works. I mean. I don't hate it. I mean, what's wrong with that? What do you want me to do? Did you ever use the, the condom water or water balloons? No. <laughs> me neither. No. <laughs> uh, let's take a break when we come yeah, back. I never did either. Yeah. Let's take a break when we come back. A couple of notes on the Boston College front. Also, uh, more of your text. It's a Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X, and it continues after this. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kale. To keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that down. Everybody's so glad you're here. Schoolio with the flow back in your ear. This ain't a fantastic voice, but I'm still on the mission. Let's see if I can get your attention. Now, I want to drop some information. Just a little additive to your education. I live my life by the code of the punk 600 wide and 18s in the truck. When I'm on the street, you gotta feel my beat. So throw your hands up if you're down with the seat. The first thing I think of when I hear the song is the video, of course. It's wearing a Michigan 18 jersey. Everybody getting out of the car. I mean, just the jersey. The, the, the trike, of course. The yeah. second thing I think of is I went to it, and you know, I think we were sort of the same way growing up. Like, I didn't go to many games. Like, my parents didn't have season tickets. My family didn't go to games. Yeah, I didn't go to me. There was probably like three or four games I went to in my life, like with my dad back at the old Freedom Hall. And there was one game, I think it may have been, like, we saw the Globetrotters or something with friends, and we're walking up the, the steps to leave, and they're playing this song. And my dad is like, Get your woman on the floor. <laughs> and my 12 year old self is like so embarrassed. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like you know, it's it's a, it's a popular song, Dad. What do you want me to say? They're playing. You it. Tell me, it was, was he meant like a dance on the floor? Or? I don't. Th- I think that Your Dad maybe had a little mind together there a little bit. I think. I mean, where my mind has always been. That's what I've always thought of. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're a kid, and yeah, just now just a perverted adult like I am. But I mean, still, yeah. Well, once again, R.I.P. to Coolio. <laughs> Very sad. I mean, just I, I, he was supposed to do. He apparently was at Riot Fest in Chicago like oh, two weeks ago. Was performing. Looked was fine. Was going to go to Germany this weekend to play shows there. That's why he was in Los Angeles. Apparently, he needed to get his passport updated mm-hmm. to do these shows, and then just boom, gone. Very sad. That sucks. 50, only fifty nine. Was fifty nine, right? Fifty nine. It's way too young. Way too young. Uh, but we are. You know, I'm sure he's happy to know that we're paying homage to him on the show today. Who and, is the jersey he's wearing? It's number eight. Is a Michigan, right? It looks I, like Michigan. You got it in front of you. I don't know. I mean, it's just a blue jersey with number 18 on it. 
What year did this song come out? Like, who would have been like popular? Probably maybe? like 95, 96. No, it was later than that. Well, no, you're probably right because Fantastic Voyage was like 95. You're right. And this was the second single, I believe. He's wearing a number 18. It appears to be a Michigan jersey. It is a Amani Toomer. Oh, is that who it was? Okay. My guys over at that, sound, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, my yeah. Tumor was in the nineties. Yeah, 90, 1996. When I saw it, I immediately noticed that uh, Mr. Ivy's wearing a nineteen ninety five Nike Michigan home jersey number eighteen, which would make it a Monty Tumor. It would also make it one of the earliest Nike Michigan replica jerseys to feature the swoosh. Hmm. Monty Tumor was uh, who went to De La Salle was the starting quarterback in their last loss before they went on like a twelve year winning streak. Also, at uh, 27 seconds into the video and 54 seconds into the video, we see that one of Coolio's friends is rocking a number 21 white Michigan road jersey. There's no swoosh on it. I assume it's because a homage to um, Tim Biakabatuka. Tim Biakabatuka, yeah. although he says, although the video would have likely been shot post 1995 Ohio State game, so perhaps it's a 313 shout out. I mean, People, I, I know Biakabatuka wore 21. I remember that. MGO blog doing the, uh, the heavy lifting there. I, this is, I know this is really random. But just talking about jerseys, there's always been like, because in the '90s, you know, you saw more jerseys, you know, especially in your like rap videos and stuff, which is which is cool because I love wearing jerseys anyway. So I worked at Cardboard Heroes, that and they hired me and paid me. But like one of the core jerseys, like I, I, ne- I never could figure out what jersey it was. But in the gin and juice jersey or gin and juice jersey, the gin and juice video, there's like a hockey jersey that Snoop wears. Okay, and I almost I, I I've, I've I've never been able to kind of figure out what jersey it was. It's like a it's like a sea breeze color, and it's when he's on the bike, kind of at the nighttime partying. It's apparently a custom jersey. Oh, so it's not an okay. That's I never could figure out what team it was. Yeah, it's not a team. I assumed it was like an IHL or something, but it, yeah, I never could figure that out. So, it, so it's not just me going insane. It's just a it's just a, a Snoop custom jersey. Ah, okay, that makes. Used to, I mean, before the internet, especially, would drive me insane trying to figure out who jersey it was because it's a cool looking jersey. It is. If you can see it, it's if you're the looking S at it. With, uh, it's like yeah. dark blue. Yeah. I was in, I was like, because I always thought it was just like a IHL or, you know, one of the minor league hockey team jerseys or something. Now, he did rock a Penguins jersey in, in um, the same video, right? No, that was in the one where he's getting his hair braided up. Exactly. It's what he's like on yeah. the, the bike. Yeah. He's wearing the, the Penguins. How do I jersey. remember moments of videos from 25 years ago? Apparently, an, an AHL team rocked the jersey that he wore in Gin and Juice. In a game, kind of as a publicity stunt a few years ago. Okay, but it's not a it's not an actual jersey no. for an actual team. That makes me feel it's taken almost thirty years, but I'm now I finally have re- I have release. The Springfield Thunderbirds rocked that. Uh, makes sense. Throwback. They said they called it a throwback Indians jersey. Hmm. Okay. Well, now I'm confused. <laughs> Hold on. Now, now I've got to get to the bottom of this. I miss the throwback jersey days. Spring, it was a Springfield Indians. Is that who? Is you, what it was. In one of his earliest hits, he wore a Springfield Indians hockey sweater. So, 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 so it, it is a real team. It is a real team. Okay. They don't wear that jersey anymore. Well, that, they were probably from, like anymore. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. There he goes. Springfield Indians. That's so it wasn't it just a created fake team. No, it's a rare, it's a vintage. Spring, props to Snoop Dogg. I don't know how you find a Springfield Indians. <laughs> how do you even come up with that? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex line. I have a couple uh, of thoughts in this Boston College game that I saw. Just reading uh, we, uh, over at CardChronicle.com, Keith, he always wraps up. He, he previews the team's offense that we're about to play, the team's defense that we're about to play, and then does a kind of a what-to-watch-for thing. I'm going to get one of those. We also had uh, Colonel Strong always does a Q&A with a, a fan from a 
you know, fan rider from one of the opposing sites. And the theme has been pretty consistent with this Boston College team. If you're looking for the quick synopsis, and we'll talk more in depth about the game tomorrow, yeah. but quick synopsis of BC so far this year. One, the fan base is pissed off because Jeff Halfley is supposed to be the real deal, and this is the first time that they've been just wildly disappointed, and there hasn't been a like a legit reason why. Phil Dracovich is healthy. Zay Flowers is back. They've got a lot of returnees at key positions that just aren't producing. And it all for Boston College goes to the offensive line. They've got no run game. They've got a very talented player at wide receiver who they can't get the ball in his hands enough. And then Djokovic has been pressured on 44.7% of his dropbacks, which is the highest rate of any quarterback in the FBS by like three full percentage points. Like nobody has faced more consistent pressure than Djokovic has so far this season. When he has had time to throw, he just hasn't been good. Like he's overthrown a lot of guys. Maybe he's feeling the pressure. Maybe he's looking for it. But that's been the key thing with their offense is they can't get anything going because they can't block. Now, they've made a couple of moves. They've, they've shifted some things around on the offensive line going into this week. They're hoping that that's going to help. They also, the schedule, they haven't exactly played world beaters if you look at the overall teams, but they have played three teams that have had top 28 defenses. I think Virginia Tech's defense is number 10. Uh, Florida State's defense is like number 15. And then um, whoever they played in their other game, uh, but Rutgers has a top 10 defense overall. So they're saying... With Louisville having a defense that is currently number 52 overall in total defense, they're hoping that the combination of shifting things around on that offensive line and then playing a defense that, at least on paper, is not as good as three of the four that they've played so far this year will allow their offense to do some more than it's done in recent weeks. Defensively, Keith says like their defensive backs are about as good as there are in the ACC. Like They're good. Up front is where they've struggled. They've struggled against the run game. It's going to have to be a deal where they're probably going to sell out to not let Malik beat them with his legs. I know everybody's been doing that, but Boston College especially, given the way that Malik has lit them up on the ground the last two times they played, I think the stat is, I'm going to be ballparking here, we've had like 973 total yards of offense against them the last two years, and Malik himself has accounted for like 699 of that. So Halfley's going to have to be like, okay, if he's going to do this, we're not going to let him do it with his legs. Like He's going to have to beat us through the air. Easier said than done, of course, but that's where their mindset's going to be. And if they're if they are able to do that effectively to keep Malik in the pocket to make him throw out of the pocket, their defensive backs are pretty good. And our receivers have not been great at gaining separation or making explosive plays. So this could be a game where you know Huggins, Bruce, Braden Smith, maybe one of the newcomers who's going to get some time because um, uh, T uh, D, D Wiggins is out for the year. One of those guys is going to have to step up and make some big-time plays. We haven't heard much from Tyler Hudson either since the, his big game in Week 1. would love to see him get involved, but this is a game where I think they're going to force Malik to do more with his arm, certainly than he had to do last week against South Florida. Now, defensively, I think it's simple. Their offensive line has sucked. Their quarterback's been pressured constantly. Bring the pressure. Keep doing what you've done well so far this season, which is get into the backfield and make plays behind the line of scrimmage. If we, for some reason, do the Virginia defense where we're like sitting back there and just like waiting for Djokovic to throw, I will call for Brian Brown's Brian Brown's job at halftime because that is is absurd. Bring the pressure. We've got Ashton Galati back. That'll help us up front as well. It seems relatively straightforward, but everything that seems relatively straightforward in the Satterfield era winds up not being so. So who knows? Maybe Djokovic is going to throw for like 500 yards against us. Maybe he'll have all the time in the world. We'll have to wait and see on Saturday. But that seems to be like the quick sort of synopsis of what everybody's saying about this game. Uh, Malik Cunningham and a win and a loss last teams evenly run for 133 yards in both games. Really? Exactly the same running amount of yards total running. Interesting. In the last two games. It's insane. I was hoping to go back three games and be like, three straight 133? But 
in the th- in three game three years ago was Hawkins that ran all over him. Yeah, you know we lost the game anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe at some point, Jerkovich isn't as good as we thought he was. So far, he has not been good. I mean, he did, did couldn't couldn't get it done in Notre Dame, and he had a, he had he showed a little bit of I guess maybe a flash in the pan his first year in the in the COVID year at, at, at Boston College, but might not just be as good as we thought he was. Could it be could, sure could, seems the, like the it. injuries could just be in his head though still as well. And also, I mean, if you're getting pressured on half of the, your dropbacks, and you've got an injury, you're going to have footwork problems. You're going to have probably just yeah. exactly. It's going to be in the back of your mind. You want to get exactly. rid of that ball fast, and maybe that's part of the reason for all these overthrows. Is you know, he's the, the timing's off because he's releasing the ball about a half second sooner than he he should be because he's afraid of getting hit, which I think you can totally understand. I do worry though if if they are able to force Cunningham us into a passing attack, I would. I have a reason to be worried, don't I? Well, sure. I, mean, I, I, I? You know I have little confidence in Malik as a pocket passer. It's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but I, they're not going to do it. It is easier said than done. You're right. but They're I mean, not going to do what South Florida did last week, which was, for some reason, key on the pitch man when we ran those little like read option run plays. They're going to be key on Malik. Like They're going mm-hmm. to do what Florida State did and what Syracuse did, which well, is have somebody follow him all over the field. And, that's, and, and sometimes it doesn't always work anyway because he can still outrun some people. He's, but. he's a... a Freakish athlete, He's but they're gonna, they're going to switch and do like South, and the opposite of South Florida and Keon Malik. Then that means the pitch man is going to be very effective. We need one of our running backs to step up, and whether it's Cooley Evans or, or you know Jawar Jordan, I don't know what Jalen Mitchell's availability is going to be, but you're going to have three guys that are out there that can and theoretically should you know take advantage of, of opportunities like this against a team like BC. They're going to have to step up and play well, and also just hold on to the damn ball, guys. You know the running backs have been a little bit loose. We've had some exchange problems with Cooley. Ryan Evans has fumbled twice. And I don't know Keep if you know this or not, but Louisville under Satterfield. Very good when we turn the ball over less than when, our opponents. When we have less turnovers, we have almost a guaranteed win. And when we have more, Near, it's not, almost not a guaranteed, guaranteed loss. Yeah. 2-16 and 16 versus 15-2. and two. And I'm assuming Boston College's turnover numbers have been uh, plentiful this not first great. game. Show. Not awful, but not great. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, Thornton Sex Line 502-414-1450 says, maybe reach out to Matt Cross to see if he can provide fans with an itinerary for things to do in Boston. UMass <laughs> legend Matt Cross. I where, did, where is your confidence? Just, I know we're going to talk more about this. Just out of curiosity, where is your confidence level right now for Louisville's victory on Saturday? It's high, even though I think they don't, they don't cover. I think they're going to win the game. Covering is moot, especially when it's 16 and a half points. That's a lot of points. I'm like a 7.8 out of 10 confidence level. Okay. They should win this game. It's pretty should. decently high. Okay. Yeah. They should. It's especially high when you consider how we looked at <laughs> the first. Has that gone up this week, or has it stayed at that level pretty much going in since Monday? I think it may have gone up slightly. A little bit. Like, reading some of the stuff that BC fans have written about their team, like how little faith they have, and just, I mean, this was a game that you and I both circled as, like, I don't feel good about this one. Like, this is this, this is probably going to be a loss. Like, they, for whatever reason, we just did not have a whole lot of confidence when the schedule came out about this game. And now you're looking at it like, if you can't win this one, are you going to go one and seven in the ACC or something? Mm. Like this is this is kind of we're looking at this game the same way that we looked at the Syracuse game going into the season, which is a little bit scary. But BC certainly looks worse, much much worse now than we thought they were going to be going into the year. And Syracuse is four zero, so more data. <laughs> Did you see that UMass now is like they're calling out Boston College for not playing them in basketball? In basketball, <laughs> like they're scared. I'm like does anybody care? Like, like, no. Like the, Nobody came. Why, why would the UMass AD came out and did the whole thing where he's like, anyone, anywhere, anytime. And Boston College is like, well, <laughs> why do you care that much? We're not good anyway. <laughs> why, 
Why are they scared? Why are they scared to play UMass? I don't know, but he put a like the the AD actually put out a tweet there saying we'll play at Boston College men's basketball anytime they would like. Tell us the date, time, and venue. I have asked to play for seven straight years. It would be great for college sports in the region. Two great fan bases. Enough talk. Let's play at Coach F Martin at Earl Grant BC. Whatever. Frank Martin out of third trying to third trouble. Frank Martin's like I don't care. Who's BC's basketball coach? Earl Grant. Earl Grant. That's right. That's right. I mean, if you're BC, yeah, like, be like, okay, whatever. We're not good anyway. I mean, just play. It's, it's it should be a fun like uh, inner city rival. I guess well, one's in Massachusetts, one's in Boston, one's in Chestnut Hill. But <laughs> I, mean, I think UMass is technically in Amherst. So ah, see, yeah. yeah. And why even bother playing? They're not even in, in the same area. They're like five miles away from each other. <laughs> I don't care. Different name, different city, different different zip code. <laughs> Texas people forget that LFO's lead singer wore a Brady Michigan jersey in the girl on TV video. I did forget that. I did too. Love him. R.I.P. If you were in a music video, you'd wear a jersey. I don't you? wear a Michigan jersey in a video. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Jeez. lesson we're learning. Jeez. Texas, who's wheezing? Sounds like the girl in The Exorcist. It's usually Trevor. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Don't do that ever again, please. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Texas says some guys in our dorm filled a condom with two gallons of water and threw it over the fourth floor window at Miller Hall. What we failed to see was the resident director taking a smoke break down below. If that's a true story, it's a very good story. That's the love it too, by the way. Texas my girl. How much water they get into a condom? Two gallons? He said said two gallons of water. I find that hard to believe. What kind of condom was it? It's been one of those extra large condoms. I never have those in my room now. Not us, right? <laughs> not, 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 not us, right, buddy? Mine holds the condoms I got. My room hold a pint. <laughs> Texas, my girlfriend is an Ole Miss grad, so we watch them every week. Uh, bonus girlfriend that loves sports. She plays golf. She played golf at Ole Miss, but they have a freshman running back named Judkins, and he is really good. I'll be surprised if Ole Miss loses on Saturday. They are very good, especially after watching the Cats struggle with Northern Illinois. I thought they still started the early, dude. I, I don't know. Duran Early, I think his name was. I've, I said this kind of going into the week. This is the game. Don't get me wrong. Like UK, as deserved as deserving to be number seven in the country as anybody else you could possibly ask about that slot. I'm not trying to poo-poo on your season. But this is the type of game that my entire life, when UK has been good, which has been very rare, this is the game that they lose. right? The game where like you've got all the momentum building. You had one kind of big early season win. You go on the road playing a team that on paper is maybe not quite as good as you. This is always where they spit the bit a little bit, and when you look back, you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot they lost that game." They always drop this one. We'll I think see if it happens on Saturday. If they if they don't, I start to get genuinely concerned about them being like legit top ten good when the season ends. I mean, Mississippi State in the rain, following the LSU beat. That's that's they the always game, lose that's that game. The game that comes always. to mind. Yeah, there's always that one against a team that's like sort of like top twenty five ish good, where you're like, "Okay, this, I think they're, they, not, they're good. They're not as good as they think they are." I want to say they were top ten in that game because they just beat when they just beat an LSU or whatever, and then they went down to. Down to, uh, to, not to Oxford, but to Starksville, Stark Vegas. Stop. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, they got Zach Edmonds. That's who it was that transferred in there. He was the five-star recruit from Texas. There you go. He went to TCU. He was a huge, he was a big recruit, but went to state at TCU because he's from Texas, but uh, did nothing. Now, yeah, he's having, he's getting off this year. I do feel like, I understand Kentucky fans that are all excited about going to the Grove. I'd love to go see a game at Ole Miss. Everything I've read sounds like 
Awesome. I had a couple of friends who went to Ole Miss. You know, Ulysses Bentley transferred there. I had a couple of friends who went to Ole Miss. Will you just stay focused, please? Well, I didn't realize they had Ulysses Bentley and Jack. They got two, two decent fine. transfer running backs. That's, that's, that's fine. Uh, we've moved on. I had a, a couple have. of <laughs> I had a couple of friends that went to Ole Miss. And like it's a it's a cool scene down there. It's definitely a, like the type of experience that I could never have got. Like they they hire like interior decorators to their dorms at Ole Miss. Like we had we didn't have air conditioning in my dorm at Dayton freshman year. <laughs> we didn't we we like to, okay. quote, to quote John Mulaney, we lived like GD Ninja Turtles. For, for the record, you're comparing Dayton with Ole Miss here. Okay, they I, we play party more than Ole Miss. Let's say that. Uh, Ole Miss is they do interior decorators. Yeah. It's a it, it's a rich kid school. I mean, they do. Aren't they, that's just, I mean, these are the same school kids that wear suits to the games, right? Exactly. It's the you know, it, it's Vineyard Vines. It's it's whatever. But I would like to go see the Grove. I would like to have that tailgating experience. And I do feel bad for the UK fans who have said like, this is the one road game that we're we're ponying up the money for. We're going to go see, and they get a noon kick. Like, it does kind of suck. I have never blame it on that assist. I've never officially been to Stark Vegas or Ole Miss. But I've driven through Mississippi enough and spent enough time in Mississippi that I'm I'm good. I'll pass. But again, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're, you're kind of getting like the college campuses are different than the actual city. I don't know. I spent, ga- I spent, we're talking I, about game day experience, not like what the highway that's attached to the city I, looks like. I spent uh, several days in Batesville, Mississippi, in my childhood. I've seen enough of the state of Mississippi. I'm good. That's like saying like I drove through <laughs> I drove through Hazard and Harlan County, Kentucky. I, I'm fine with not seeing a game at the KFC Yum Center. Yeah. That's silly. That's ridiculous. No, no. It's silly to you. It makes sense to me. It makes sense that's to all sometimes you. No, it's, that's not true. It makes sense to me. Therefore, it's nobody. How Are does, you saying I'm nobody? How do, yes. In this instance, how does seeing Harlan <laughs> County, Kentucky, relate at all to the experience of a game inside the KFC Yum Center? But, I mean, it's Mississippi. Like Oxford, Batesville. Hattiesburg, so you Philadelphia. Think, to, it's to, all, to the, it's all, opinion, it's all the same thing. Harlan County, Kentucky is exactly the same as KFC Yum Center. I bet you two to one Answer dollars a donut. What's that? Harlan County, Kentucky. If you drove through Harlan, Kentucky. I don't think it's the right comparison because Harlan County and Louisville don't match. But Batesville and Oxford, there's two in the same thing. The Grove, though. like the, the, the tailgating experience of the Grove. The game day experience is what we're talking about here. We're not talking about just like driving through the city. Yeah. It's totally different. It's like going to a game at Clemson is totally different than going to like the third best Mexican restaurant in Clemson, South Carolina. It should know. not affect your game day experience. You're having two totally separate arguments. Same to me. I don't know. Okay. I don't need to stop and have a hotty toddy. I've been there. Texas says that UK fan that you saw at the Vatican was there to see Mark Pope. <laughs> That's a good text. That's a good text. Is that good text of the day? That's text of the day. So okay. Fun. It was uh, clever. It was a clever pool. Oh, wait, Debbie's still not here. I can't get these. The old seafood and chicken gift cards in Who's there. Who's this Debbie you talk of? I've never met a Debbie. She's the woman who sits at the front desk that you say hello to every day when you come in here, when she's here. There are people, he's making this up. There's no Debbie here. He's just you don't trying know to, anybody's he's name He's trying here. to pass the buck. You know Troy and nobody else. I, don't, I know the LG&E guy that does the trap. That's not his name. <laughs> don't ask me what it is, but it's not his name. I know Susan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I know Susan. Stop. <laughs> Texas says the son just wants his dad to be considered second all time. Yeah, I think that that's understandable too. If that yeah. was your dad and you, you you felt kind of bitter about the way that his record was broken, I can I don't understand other people saying it, but Roger Maris Jr. I can get. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not going to hate on him for. I don't agree with him, but I'm not going to hate on him for saying that. No, like I say, he can have his own opinion. It's not a big deal. Sure. Uh, Texas says going back to the conversation regarding SNL, the only thing worth watching for is Weekend Update or when a big time comedian hosts like Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle. Weekend Update over the last few years is the only thing that's ever made me laugh on SNL, really. 
it has its moments. Does it, that, Some now, of the video sketches I like. Now, now this is going to show my age here because I was going to say the SNL and that it's Seth Meyers and somebody, right? But that's not even that's no. not even. No. They haven't been weekend Seth updates. Seth has been gone for several, I know. a decade and a half. <laughs> yeah, no. like the last it's time. Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah, they're not. They're okay. They're Do you not know who Colin Jost is married to? Megan Jost? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, really? Yep. Which one's Which one's uh, Michael Jost? Well, that's not neither one. It's, it's Michael Che and Colin Jost. <laughs> which, one, which one's which? Colin Jost is the white guy. Michael Che is the black guy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I saw they were on WWE one time. I remember seeing them, but uh, they hosted the Oscars, I think, a few years ago. I, the only skit I think I've ever seen them do, and I'm sure, and I, I'm like, again, I don't watch them as much. Well, they don't do skits. They just do. Well, the weekend update. They just do but, weekend but, but updates. But the, only, the, only, the, the one weekend update I know they've done is, I guess it's when they do write their own jokes for each other. Yeah, which is They funny. try to make each other say the yeah. most racist things. Yeah, they always do it at the end of, before like Christmas break, or like when they do the last that, the season. Those are hilarious. It's good. Those it's, had me laughing very, very. <laughs> some of the, the, the video, like the pre-taped segments that they do in recent years have been funny. I like that. And then the the, the Seth Myers one that, that really always got me was the really segment. Really segment was good, especially when they did like Michael, Michael Vick. Vick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my most favorite was the, uh, the 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 Michael Phelps. Like, really take a picture? You're gonna suspend him? You don't do that for somebody to make them quit smoking weed. You do that when they want them to finish Call of Duty. <laughs> Texas says uh, Kate McKinnon's alien abduction skits are the only good bits outside of the Weekend Update. Those were good. The, the first couple were very good. Now she's gone too. Because um, I actually stopped it on um, Saturday Night Live a couple of days, like a couple weeks ago, and watched for about 15 minutes and just did not smile once. Texas says, Old Miss Campus is actually beautiful. Trevor needs to realize Mississippi takes welfare money to make it that way. Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi is sort of a third world state. Well, yeah. That's, that's okay. See, that's the problem. I went to all the places where they didn't get the money they were supposed to. Well, that's like Kentucky. All the money went to Old Miss. That's what it is. We, I mean, no wonder the rest of the state look like garbage. I do like whenever there's like a negative state ranking, you can always count on Mississippi to be right there, just below us, which is nice. It's like, is there a worse state to drive through than Mississippi? There isn't really. Mississippi, I've driven through it a couple of times. It's bad. I mean, there's not. I mean, I've driven through Alabama. I've driven through Mississippi. I've driven through. I mean, I've driven through like you know states that, that are like almost destitute, and they're still better than Mississippi. <laughs> Texas wasn't uh, Eddie Murphy and Chappelle banned from SNL. No, they just Eddie Murphy came back and hosted like. Two years ago. The, the only person time. I know that had been banned from SNL was Sinead O'Connor. Because he wrote the picture of the Pope. Pope, yeah. A lot of Pope talk on the show today. It is. Yeah. Now, was Andrew Dice Clay banned, or was he just banned from MTV, I think? I don't know. There was a Martin incident, too, where he is, like, a, when he hosted. It was this is actually hilarious. My brother, Oliver, he's going to Miami, Ohio. He brought his girlfriend. She actually was from Louisville, but she went to Miami, Ohio, too. She brought her over to, for the first time to, like, meet, like, my parents and, like, the family during Christmas break. And, like, Martin was hosting SNL. And she was like, he's hilarious. I love him. I love his show. Like, this is going to be great. Like, let's watch this. And he gave, like, the most just vile, like, like cussed a lot. Like, like Martin, his whole, like, uh, his monologue is the reason why SNL had to do, like, a 15-second delay. They couldn't do it, like, technically live anymore because it was so – and she was so mortified. She was so – she's meeting this person's parents for the first time. He's telling a lot of penis jokes. It's just a lot of stuff that's very inappropriate. And she was just bright red the entire time. But it was very funny. There's actually a long list of people banned from this show. There you go. We, we don't have time to get into it now. We, I forgot about Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, because he did the whole – Because he got booed up. Kanye West has been banned. Didn't know that. He was on, he was on a few years You ago. saw Martin Lewis, Robert Blake. I think he's dead, though. Why is Charles Grodin banned? Chevy Chase is banned? Steven Seagal. Now, Steven Seagal got in a fight, I think, when he hosted, if I remember reading that one time. I don't know. We have to take Frank a Frank Zappa. Replacement. We, 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 we have to go to break. We've got to go to break. <laughs> we got to go to break.
Before we do, though, reminding you about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. Uh, First Bankers Trust, you know what they, you know what they specialize in? It's trust. It's not just a clever name. It's not, it's not like the Blanky Beatles. Um, they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals, and they offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, financial planning, and so much more. To find out about that so much more, visit them online today at firstbankerstrust.com. Banking starts with trust. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. Five o'clock hours on the way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Second open we ever did, I ever did for you. I forgot because that, that intro we only did for like two weeks. I feel like we yeah, right on the it, it had all the UBL sound bites in it. Now I'm even more sad about losing Coolio. I was already bummed. Now I'm even more sad. He's a part of the show. It's part he of was. the show's history. Glad I used that that, that, that open. I, I, he closed out with that line. If you can't take the heat, get your ass up the kitchen. We on a mission. We on a mission. Man, if we lose anybody else from these intro videos. <laughs> Fortunately, well, Jimmy's already gone. We got a lot of quotes. <laughs> we have a lot of quotes from the current one. So a lot of people on the danger list zone right there. But uh, RIP to Coolio. We've been uh, listening to Coolio for the intro, outro music all day today. Uh, he passed away at 59 years old yesterday in Los Angeles. Very sad news. Uh, we've been talking about our, our Coolio memories a little bit, but also some sports sprinkled in the middle of all that. It is the 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. Uh, still some stuff to get to today. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, as always, at 502-414-1450. But I, I want to revisit something that we talked about yesterday when it comes to the DJ Wagner news. You don't need to play the update. We don't need to do the update song. Oh, good. I was, I was still looking at the band SNL list. That's fine. Yeah, I know you're, I'm still like upset. You were doing it all during the break. <laughs> yeah, like, like System of a Down is banned. For those who wonder, like, you know, the whole, like, YouTube cameras thing that we've had as a joke. People are like, I want to stream. I want to see, like, what happens, like, really, like, during the breaks and stuff. It's Trevor being exactly who he is on the air, just off the air. It's the it's the same exact. He's been sitting there the entire time, being like Steven Seagal. They said he was so bad. I'm like, they did. He said so bad. They didn't even put his show in the Netflix stream version. It's just Trevor being Trevor for four minutes while we're taking breaks. Adrian Brody's banned. Who bans Adrian Brody? Well, hold on. Why is Adrian Brody? Banned? <laughs> ah, nah. Yeah, you got I, me. I got you, didn't I? You got me. Why is Adrian Brody banned? Uh, see here, he's seventy two. 72. No, I'm, I'm, I'm scanning to see what it says, why he got banned, what he did. Uh, I guess he uh, he was banned from the show after giving an impro- improvised introduction while wearing a fake dreadlocks for Jamaican reggae musical group, Sean Paul. I see. The, there's a headline on uh, for Route Magazine that says, The Painfully Awkward Reason Why Adrian Brody Was Probably Banned. Lorne Michaels notoriously hated it so much that he banned him. It's a it's a it's a bad picture. Laura Michaels seems to be a little little quick on the band there. 
Lord Michael's also apparently going to step away, I think, after like 2025. Finally going to relinquish the show. So oh, He's been since day one. Since day one. 1974. He's, he's was it? I think 79, right? No, it was, it was like 74, 75. I think now that you say that, I think you're right. Yeah, it was mid-70s. Uh, yeah, he's been I mean, day one. Like, that was his show. Yeah. Because yeah. he even had hand in the uh, Kids in the Hall, the uh, Canadian version that used to air. Crazy. Um, five o'clock hour. We we some stuff to get to. Revisiting yesterday, the DJ Wagner news. If you missed it, DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Wagner, apparently Wagner. going to visit. Uh, they're taking official visits to the UK for Big Blue Madness on October fourteenth. They are not, according to Travis Graff of Rivals, and I think um, one of the guys on on three going to visit Louisville, not just for Louisville Live, but at all. Not taking visits to Louisville. Of course, both sides now look at this and say, well, it kind of seems like this is the that's that moment, and. Wagner and, and Bradshaw probably going to UK, certainly not going to go, go to go going to go to Louisville, which puts an end to one of the more interesting recruiting sagas of all time when it comes to this rivalry with with the Wagner stuff and, and Louisville and the f- familial relationships and then also the ties to, to John Calipari, all that stuff. I said during the show yesterday, I think that there are three contingent of, uh, of fan base subsections when it comes to the Wagner stuff. You've got one group that's still in denial. That's like you know. I'm not trusting these UK sources. These these are all Lexington Media's infiltrated rivals. They've infiltrated all these. Nobody else is reporting this. I still think we got a shot, right? Are they more sad sounding than the Bring Brom Home people? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Just wanted to check. They're not. They're not down that bad. <laughs> I was just saying it's not far off, but I mean, <laughs> the second group is kind of the we don't need them anyway, right? Like we're DJ Wagner's not that good. We've got a bunch of post players who need Aaron Bradshaw, and we might get AJ Johnson. He's even better than DJ Wagner. Like that's that, that's how they're coping, which is fine. Like that that that, that style classic transcends fan. all recruiting. Exactly. Yeah. This is a classic fan fan mentality. If yeah. if UK hadn't gotten him, they'd be saying Robert Dillingham's better anyway. We don't need him. They already were at one point, but yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> we've we've all we've both done this song and dance already. Now it's just becoming more official. The third group, and I thought that this was going to be, I think the a smaller group than the middle group is the group of Louisville fans that are kind of pissed at, at Kenny Payne and company. And just, I know social media isn't the end all be all. Certainly all fans are not on Twitter. All fans don't text into the show. All fans don't comment on my website. You've got a lot of fans out there that just, they're not voicing their opinions anywhere. But from where God I love them, by the way, God, I mean, you're doing the right they're thing. They're my favorite people in the world. <laughs> you're not as cry. I wish I could be that person. I wish I could live that life. I'd give anything to be in that spot where you are right now, not listening to me yapping about anything on a Thursday. Afternoon. But we love it when you text in on the Thorn text line, though. We love you because we're yeah. the same way. Like we, we can't stop doing this either. So we see ourselves in you. We are all the same. But that other group that is probably larger than the rest of us that just does not voice their opinions anywhere. Again, you are the best. But of the people that of the stuff that I've seen out there, I was very surprised at the the number of people that are outwardly frustrated already with Kenny Payne that are voicing their displeasure. And it's been like an ongoing battle where you see somebody who's like, I thought we were going to get all these players. Like we were told, you guys told us we were going to get anybody we wanted to. And then you got people coming back. They're like, you got UK has been recruited. And it's just like this ongoing war that you see on social media and websites and, and message boards and stuff from people having the same discussion over and over and over again. It reminds me a little bit of the discussion we had about Kenny Payne during the hiring process, where it was the same, the same five arguments back and forth over and over again. He's never been a head coach before. Denny Crum had never been a head coach before. The program's in a different place. The program, yeah, just like the same. You could, you could repeat it in your sleep, the talking points. 
And now we're getting that way already with Kenny Payne as the head coach without him coaching a single damn game. And my fear back in April, and I said this on the show, check the tapes. My fear was that the group of people that was doing the whole like, Kenny Payne's the greatest thing ever. We're going to be able to get whoever we want. There's going to be no rebuilding process. We're going to hit the ground running. Our first team is going to be like top 25 good. Like we're, we're right back. We're back now just by hiring this man. My concern was that they were setting the bar far, far too high. Because I looked at this and I said, I have some reservations about hiring Kenny Payne, certainly. But I'm going to give him a full year before I start judging because he has no opportunity to recruit the 2022 class. He's in a weird place when it comes to recruiting transfers because the IRP stuff that's out there and people negatively recruiting against you. And also just a short amount of time period to get guys. I'm going to start judging him based on what he does with the 2023 class and what he does in his second season. I think you can judge a little bit based on the X's and O's. You can tell if a guy can coach or not, regardless of the talent that he has. If this team is playing hard, if they're competing, if they're exceeding preseason expectations, which are going to be low for this team nationally going in, then I think you can feel pretty good about the guy that we have on our sidelines moving forward, regardless of what he's able to do on the recruiting trail. Again, that's, you know, we we expect top 25, top 20 classes, but we don't have to get, my point is if he can coach, we don't have to get John Calipari type classes to get Rick Pitino type results, right? Right. I'm surprised at the number of people that are already doing this whole, like, this isn't what we were sold. And my response to them is, you shouldn't have been, like, you shouldn't have been, like, that. this was never the case. And it was my fear with the people that were, were, were saying this, that were like, we're going to be able to get whoever we want. We're going to flip all these kids. Everybody from Duke's going to come to us. We're going to get DJ Wagner. We're going to get Bradshaw. We're going to get the reincarnation of Purvis Ellison, you know, his, his hologram. I know he's not dead. We're going to get his, the, the ghost of his former self coming back and playing for us. Everybody's going to come here and play for Louisville. It was the wrong way to go about I know you were excited about Kenny Payne coming here, but you had to have known that that was not a realistic expectation. And now I think there's a segment of the fan base that feels that they were sold a false bill of goods when that was really never the case to begin with. First of all, wasn't it themselves that sold it to themselves? I mean, UofL didn't come out, Penny Payne didn't come out in a press conference and be like, we're going to be killing the recruiting trail. I mean, exactly. maybe he didn't a little bit, no more than he any. He said, be patient with me. I mean, no more than any other coach that in, in every hired everywhere and across the USA or Canada, Mexico, Great Britain. I don't care what university if you're coaching a, a team. You say, you know, we're probably going to kill the recruiting trail a little bit in, in, in a way. But, I mean, that's just, I mean, UofL hasn't really, I mean, it just was automatically, I don't know, just assumed. I mean, because he did, he was at Kentucky and they recruited well and you knew he was part of that. But the, the overset, the, you know, the overzealous of, of having the, you know, we, if we haven't, we don't have these, you know, five, five star kids. We're getting everybody. Yeah. Then, you know, they sold me a bag. It's, who, who's they? It was, it was you. It's look the- in the mirror there, uh, Michael Jackson. It's the man in the mirror staring at you because that's, I mean, that's you that convinced yourself of that, maybe. I, or, um, unless it was UK people that convinced no. you of it. I, I, I get it on one hand. We are all so desperate to be back in basketball, right? Like We, are, we have gone through rough stretches before. I mean, my childhood, I went from like sixth grade to my senior year of high school without seeing Louisville win a game in the NCAA tournament. They went to NCAA tournaments, but like you know, we got beaten the first round in '99 and 2000. Had mm-hmm. bad teams in Denny's last year, and Rick's first year we didn't go to the tournament. I don't feel worried about the '90s with me. Right before you wasn't much that much. Right when we had to cut. Well, the '94. But run, we have. You know. But regardless of what stretch we're talking about, we have never had a stretch like the last five years, where not only are, no. are we missing NCAA tournaments, we're dealing with NCAA stuff. We're dealing with. I mean, I mean, 
we haven't we haven't played an NCAA tournament game since 2019. We haven't won an NCAA tournament game since 2017. And through all that time, there's been just massive turmoil, negative headlines. It has been a rough time to be a Louisville men's basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And we are desperate to get back to where we expect to be and where we've been for the most of all of our lives, regardless of how old we are. And so I think that it's you get why people got sucked up into all of this, where it was like new coach. Going to kill on the recruiting trail. Going to kill it in year one. We're back. Everybody wants to believe that. And it's the problem with this whole, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll never tell anybody how to fan. If you wanted to believe that, that's your prerogative. That, that's totally fine. There's no right way to fan. There's no wrong way to fan. But you have to understand when there are, you know, whether it's social media accounts or it's, it's, it's a contingent of fans or these Facebook groups or whatever, when it's all happiness all the time and Louisville's always back and Louisville, everything's always great and we're always going to win the next game. If you're just buying into that, you're setting yourself up for stuff like this for when things play out the way that was a always a likely possibility to be massively disappointed and be like, well, this wasn't what I was told. You're listening to the wrong people sometimes or you're buying into the wrong stuff sometimes. Like it's just it, it's never going to Scott Satterfield was not going to go 12-0 this year. And if you wanted to believe that, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But you can't be like, I was told he was going to go 12-0. And oh, we, we t- lose. Two years to get 12 games. I mean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to, like, I, I think it's, I'm not saying that you don't have a right to be upset about losing DJ Wagner or not even getting a visit for D, from DJ Wagner. I'm upset that we hired Milt Wagner and we apparently never had a chance of sniffing a commitment from DJ Wagner. I think that it's, you're upset it, or surprised? I'm a little bit surprised that we didn't yeah. at least get a visit from him, that, that it wasn't more of a competition than it seemed like it was going to be three months ago. And again, maybe that, maybe we'll pull a rabbit out of our hat in the 11th hour and this, this does change. He comes to Louisville Live and this is all just us overreacting for no reason. It does not seem like it right now, though. Like, I, I think it's fine to say, look, you've known this kid for a long time. You've been boys with his grandpa for a long time. You hired his grandpa on your staff. The least we could do is at least get him on campus for some sort of official and make this an actual competition with UK, and we couldn't even do that. I think that that's worthy of criticism. But to be like, Kenny Payne sucks, and this is this this is not what we were sold. We're not hire him already. Get rid of him. This is going to go poorly right now before he's even coached the game. That's where I'm like, okay, can, can we just be a little bit patient? I know nobody wants to be patient, but we're going to have to pump the brakes a little bit. Kenny Payne's from Mississippi. He is. <laughs> Do you think he's ever tailgated at the Grove? Probably not. He, I think he would agree with me on, on the concept of Mississippi. He might have gone down there with UK one time. I don't know. Maybe, possibly. I mean, there's no reason. That's I guess- all you had to have to the conversation. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you got the best of business for nothing. Back to the text line. Back to the text on this phone, I swear. Somebody answer the phone. Judy. Hey. <laughs> I just saw that Jason Riley tweeted out that Tupac Shakur's stepfather is dying in a Kentucky prison. Should he be released? That is the most random thing you've said to me all day. I just it just came across my timeline. I'm Tupac Shakur's stepfather is dying in a Kentucky prison. Yeah. Did you know Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious too. He was a professional hitman. Props to him. I get. I, I don't know what my, the proper reaction is. There. Probably not props to him, but that's the first thing that I can I don't know of. why I, I thought of that, because you just said stepfather. I just, my, my mind went to dads okay. and random dad things. Like killing people. <laughs> Are you mad at Kenny Payne for not get, have, being more of a player in the D.J. Wagner sweepstakes? I'm more mad at him for being from Mississippi. No, uh, you can't help that. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, it's just... 
I, I think that we just put too much. I feel like there's more recently in, in there's just more emphasis put on who you win in recruiting than maybe sometimes when you win on the court. And that's, I mean, and it shouldn't. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Cause I don't, I just, I don't live and die by recruiting. And that's just, and I know I'm in a minority of that, that, that group, but that's how I am. I think the only reason why it's become such a heightened thing is because this was the, supposed I knew to be it, the no, be, it was though. supposed to be the known commodity with Kenny Payne, right? Like we, we don't know how he's going to act as a X's and O's head coach, but we know he's going to kill a recruiting. That's what we were sold. I mean, he still is. He, he's kept the recruits that were here already, which is still recruitment. He's, he's added at least one other guy. He kept lands and he got Devin Ree. Yeah. He, he added Devin Ree. He kept lands. He kept, uh, uh, Caleb Glenn, who's Caleb going, Glenn, he hopefully add, going to and then, sign. And then he added the 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 Charles kid or whatever. I'm forgetting Curtis the name. Williams. Curtis Williams. He wanted to call him Curtis Armstrong. Um, the Charles kid. Curtis Williams. <laughs> Kurt, well, yeah. Charles Grodin be banned. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis Armstrong was booger from from nerds. How long is it going to take you to remember <laughs> Curtis Williams' name? I'm the the, the over under is December when he signed. When does he get here? I mean next year. Okay, well, I'll remember before his first game. I promise. Best in the biz. Maybe. Uh, but, so, I mean, he has done some recruiting. It's just, I just the Wagner name, like, it, I feel like it, it, it's just it's just because it's, it's Wagner. I think some, the, some of the fan base is still maybe holding off, still kind of pissed that we didn't get to one. Well, and also it's like this is the time where we're going to stop losing recruiting battles to UK. Right? Well, it's not going to happen. And, and, well, and I think and we're I, learning that firsthand. Well, and uh, if, you, if you thought we were going to never lose another recruiting battle to Kentucky, then you're just... But again, there was a statement of the fan base that started buying into that. And now that it's not happening, I would like to think that we won't lose every one of them without a shot like we have been over the last 10 years, it feels like. Now, Kenny Payne was at the the dedication of Denny Crum Hall today. And he did talk briefly afterwards to to reporters, a small, like, what do they call it? Whenever that case, a small huddle of reporters. A clouder? (laughs) What? A clouder? Clouder? That's what a group of cats is called. I did not know that. <laughs> so he got asked about. Um, he didn't get asked about. Oh DJ. come on, people! Yeah, stop calling the show. Stop, stop calling the station. He didn't get asked about DJ Wagner, but he got asked about you know the kids embracing Louisville basketball culture and embracing what it means to be a Louisville Cardinal. And he said they're all doing that. He said LLS in particular has really embraced Louisville basketball. But he said most importantly about what we're going to do as a staff is what we give, what I give to these kids. And then he said it's not about the wins and the losses but more about the lessons that they walk away with. And that's fine right now, but when the season starts, it's going to be at least a little bit about the wins and the losses. Oh, it's going to be a lot about the wins and losses. If we don't get more wins than losses, it's going to be a lot about the wins and the losses. And that's like, I, I know that he knows that. And I mean, I, that's the speech you tell grandma on the recruiting trip. You don't tell that to the media. I mean, because the media doesn't believe it. They don't care. I know that he knows that. I I hope to God that he knows that. Because you and I have talked many times. Like, you can check every box when it comes to being a head coach and still not be a guy who can just hack it at a place like Louisville or Kentucky, i.e. Billy Gillespie and Chris Mack. I the, <laughs> bo- the job swallowed both of those guys up a little yeah. bit. I think swallowed them and spit them out. The good thing with Kenny Bain is he doesn't strike me as a guy like Gillespie and Mac who's going to be just attached to what everybody's saying about him. Like Kenny Payne, I don't think knows that the show exists, and nor should he. I don't think he knows that like the website exists, nor should he. I don't think he ever goes on Twitter or social media. Whereas Chris Mack, people you don't are like, think you know, Kenny Payne's a fan. 
No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think he's saying anything because I don't think he knows we exist, which I, is good. I like he should. I like to pretend he's a fan. But it was like when I would hear from people from intermediaries that Chris Mack had this thought of what I said about on my latest podcast. I'm like, why is Chris Mack listening to the podcast? Like, <laughs> I'm flattered. That's great. He should not be listening to the podcast. I think on one of our first shows, I ranted on Mack about how he how he could, how he could be so dumb not to know there's heat on him. I mean, he knew he knew everything. And Billy Gillespie, I think, was the same way. Granted, it was a different sort of social media climate back then. But like, I I think Kenny Payne is more equipped to handle this. But at some point, like if it gets bad enough, the pressure is always going to get back to you. What people are saying is always going to get back to you. Case in point, like if it gets so bad and you're not locked into social media or radio or anything at all. You're still going to see the crowd at home games. You're going to hear the boos at home games sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're getting boos, I mean, you're probably you probably shouldn't have to know why you're getting. You you, you probably are, are having difficulties and understand why you're getting booed. But I, I agree with Kenny, Kenny Payne's smart. He's not. You should. He has nothing to. good would come from being in the position that Kenny Payne's in from going on social media and listening to us talk, us you know, hot air balloons over here talking about whatever. I mean, that's just—it's right there with going out and doing something at two a.m. Just nothing, nothing good happens. Nothing good happens. No good can come from it. Nothing. I—I I don't know if this is him because people are like, "Well, he's—I I think he's trying to set expectations low because he knows this team." And I don't know if that's the case. I—I I think he genuinely believes that because that's sort of been John Calipari's mantra at UK, and John Calipari can get away with that at UK to a certain extent because he's winning. Well, he's and, been winning. He hadn't won the title well, in 12, 10 he years. He was getting away with saying it a lot more in his first six years yeah. than he has been the last six. But they still, like, like he'll get away with it for now because they're supposed to be good this year and he brings back Shibai. But So he can say things like, you know, I care more about getting these guys to the NBA than I do about actually winning. Everybody knowing that it's total BS, that it's only, like, partially true because he's he's winning too. And if Kenny Payne wants to have that mentality, I get it. I think that it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's certainly, yeah, we, you know, Things matter more than basketball. These kids are living great lives and going on to do great things, whether it's on the court or off the court, is certainly more important than winning and losing. But you're not keeping your job if you're not going to win enough. I see call BS. If, you, if your statement is I'm more important, it's more important to me to getting the kids in the NBA than winning games. That's that's the, 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 the they contradict each other because you're doing it. If you're putting a kid in the NBA, it means you're getting better recruits. If you're getting better recruits, it means you're winning games. Of course. Okay, so you can't. I mean, it's don't it's even. It's easy out. to say when you know you're going to win games at a high level, regardless, right? Yeah. And it also like kind of like it makes it's a, it's a savvy move. And John Calipari, nobody plays the media game better than he does because it also kind of points the finger at the fan. Like, if you care this much, what does it say about you? Why don't you look in the mirror? And, and you know, and every fan doesn't want to be like because we're all the same way. Like, we want all these kids to go out and have success. We want them all to go to the NBA. But at the end of the day, we care. We're college sports fans. We're Louisville Cardinal fans. We're not, you know. Speak for yourself. I don't get bleep. What the deal here? I just want to win here. Well, I do. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, mean I, I certainly care about them as people, but like we're rooting for them because we root for the team. Like we, if it's Donovan Mitchell winning seven NBA World Championships versus like Louisville going to one Final Four while he's here, I'm picking the one Final Four because oh, yeah. I'm a Louisville fan. And so you can say all that stuff, and like, and when you put it in those terms, it makes me as a fan be like. Well, now I feel kind of like a loser. Like, like I feel kind of pathetic. But that's why we're all doing this. We're Louisville Cardinal fans, or we're Kentucky Wildcat fans. And so he sets the stage to be like, if I we're don't Indiana win, fans. if I don't win a national title, what are you really doing with your life if you're that upset about it? Like, that's it's it's a savvy move. But at the end of the day, what it only I? plays if you win enough, right? <laughs> you want to know what I'm doing, my life coach? I'm looking for another coach that actually cares. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm talking about you for three hours on the radio every day. What am I doing with my life? You're not even accomplishing your only goal in life. Okay. <laughs> you had one thing to do, coach.
One. <laughs> you blew it. People are just people are very upset about the phone. <laughs> I don't blame them. Take the phone off the hook. You have, ladies and gentlemen, I am with you. I am leading the pack of pitchforks and, and torches on this one. I don't know what's going on. The, the phones don't work when we need them to work, and now lately we can't get well, them to stop, stop I'm, I'm, working. Uh, just, they're going to hate me for this. I tell you, I kid you not, hand to God, and I Tell probably on. shouldn't say that here. But the next time I hear that phone ring, I'm going to I'm turning it all the way on mute. They're going to be so mad tomorrow when they don't understand why the phone's ringing. Or I'm going to go there and answer it. There's nobody else here. I'm just going to go there and say, what? What up? <laughs> what do you want? Spender. Let's call the show again. I'm just going to why do you keep calling? I just got an email about Maui Invitational Media Credential Links. Ooh, can we go? How much money do you have? I mean, if I go answer the phone a little more than I did before. Dugan, <laughs> if you're listening. We have a remote tomorrow. We're at Oxmoor uh, Ford. Can we... I got a possible idea of going to Maui. Just reminded you to plug the Well, remote. can they foot the bill for us to go to Maui? If we sell enough cars tomorrow at Oxmoor Ford... Too Can bad it's in Maui. I was going to say it's in Maui. It's like they could just give us a car to drive there, but it's in Maui. <laughs> be an issue. Why haven't they built a bridge from California to Hawaii? For a week, we could make it the Mike Rutherford Show, live from the Maui Invitational, presented by Oxmoor Ford. I'm down. All they got to do is pay for our whole trip. I mean, I've got I've got a swimsuit that I bought that I thought were regular shorts from the Eagles store the, uh, earlier this year. Look, the last game is Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. We could be back home. By Friday, do the show after Thanksgiving to get ready for the because that's the U of L UK football game. Can we just spend Thanksgiving in Maui? Oxmoor Ford. Can we spend Thanksgiving in Maui? Can you do it? I can do it. I can get away from it. My family's already gotten old and moved away. I have to bring the family. See, we don't do the family thing anymore. We do a little bit, but not as much like we used to. It'd be the Mike Rutherford show slash Rutherford family vacation. Ooh, can Maui I- invitational coverage presented by Oxmoor Ford. I'm down. That's the new title of the show. <laughs> plus Trevor Kelsey and friend. TK, TK and a guest. TK plus one. TK and mom. I'll bring mom with <laughs> the me. The TK and Nancy Road Show. I'll bring mom with me. She'd be great. Come. She'd love it. She'd be, she'd be, she'd think I'm a character. You have no, I can't you, wait. Have you ever met my mom? No. Like you, my mom is like me, like on steroids. I like, believe that's why you're, you, you guys are great. You think I'm goofy? God love my mom. Like she's she's worse than I am almost. By, by the way, and, and I said this is tongue in cheek, but how far is California from Hawaii? Why can't we build a bridge? California to Hawaii? Yeah, can't we put a bridge from so we don't have to fly every time? Can't we just put a bridge there? I don't think so. Is it that far? I think it's that far. But there's long bridges. What about the bridge down in like Clearwater? That's like ten miles long. You drive across. It need to be farther. Plus, I've been across bridges. There's, there's one, in, there's, there's one in, like in San Francisco that's long. Like it scares me, like driving on it. Texas Especially says, in San Francisco. Texas says, "Oh my God!" An annoying, an annoying noise interrupting Trevor. If only Mike could relate to that struggle. <laughs> Texas says, "Mike, quote: We don't need to get into that now." Trevor proceeds to go on a Bubba Gup esque spree of listing everyone who's banned from SNL. Chevy Chase is banned. Andy Kaufman is banned. Big Bird is banned. A big bird wasn't banned. I was making a joke. Oh, I was going to say. For our trip. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to some of your texts. Uh, we'll talk about the DJ Wagner stuff a little bit more if you want to. Also, any other thing that's on your mind. And if you have any no, idea. on my mind. If you have any idea about events, alumni, or, or, or otherwise going on in Boston this weekend before the Boston College game, uh, let us know because people are asking. So let us know. Thornton Sex Line or tweet me, email me, whatever. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. We on a mission. 
Now I see places and faces and things you ain't never thought about thinking. If you ain't peeped, then you must be drinking and smoking. Pretending that you're looking, but you're broken. Let me get you open. Now little Timmy got his diploma and little Timmy got life. And Tamika around the corner just took her person off the pipe. The other homie shot the other homie and ran off with his money. And when the other homie talked about it, they, they thought, thought that it was funny. funny. But who's the, the dummy? Cause now you done lost the hustle. Why is it always that to be little Timmy? I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember when this song was out. I think it was. This was like his last, I guess, hit, I would say. Probably. I think they used it in. I wanna say this movie was in. Like Blue Streak? It was a Tim Robbins movie. Was it maybe. Well, no, that wasn't Blue Streak. That was. Uh, it was You're talking about Tim Robbins and Martin Short? Uh, Martin yeah, Warren? what was the name of that movie? Uh, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Thank you. I think this was in that movie. First of all, of all the bad Martin Lawrence movies that came out in that span, that was probably the best one. I like Nothing to Lose. It, it, it had moments, like, because you had Blue Streak, you had that. Martin Lawrence did a lot of bad movies in a row. Oh, well, yeah. Black Knight. I mean, there was a lot of bad. Like, that, that one was decent. It was the one where, and maybe Tim Robbins helped a lot because was, he was very comedic in that movie, but I haven't seen that movie forever. I might have to watch that again. But I don't remember. Yeah, I just didn't remember the song. Like, I, I remember... I don't know, it rings a bell slightly, but... Your mind day prepared. It's, <laughs> I mean, I just didn't... Uh, I always think of the original three. It was. It was on Nothing to Lose. Because I remember yeah. in the video, they had scenes from the movie. Because this was back in the age where like music videos would always have scenes from the movie mm -hmm. in their music video. Yeah. And it was always very weird. But this one was good. That was a good song. I'm actually watching the video. I remember seeing the... Uh... I don't see clips in the, this video I'm watching. I remember may, it may have been one of those that got, I guess, got added to the soundtrack and they okay, put it on there. Yeah, because I'm watching the official music video. I vividly remember it being on there, but I text. So, oh no, no, right there you go. At three, at four twenty four. This, this thing's four twenty four long. At three twelve, it finally Martin Lawrence pops up. Nice. <laughs> and now it is a bunch of highlights. Yeah. So last night I was uh, I was putting John to sleep and like I'm in the rocking chair and I've got him down. And I'm doing the thing. I'm like looking at my phone because he's you know, he's he's out, but like I'm making sure he's he's out out. And I see the, the Coolio. That's how I found out Coolio's dead. Like, yeah, you texted me. You were like, oh, no. I got texted you, yeah, with John on my lap. I texted Mary, too. And her first response was like, oh, man. And she was like, I guess we'll see him when we get there, if we ever get there. I was like, <laughs> well done. This is why we're married. This is why I love you. It's always good. Yeah. Uh, but we are. If you, if, you, if you were a rapper in the 90s, you had to have a I'll See You in Heaven like song, right? There did seem to be a lot of those. It was like the it was like every, like in the 80s, every every cool band, if you were a hard rock or a hair band, you had your you had your initial single, and then your your love ballad was next. That was how like it, I feel like the rap you'd have like the, the and that's how, the and poppy the, one that would go kind of not poppy but like would get radio well play. popular yeah mainstream and then the second one was always some sort of like introspective like if it wasn't about life it was like I'm trying to talk about social issues or something like that it was like a little bit slower but a lot of times it was about death. I mean that was yeah I mean I, I've always kind of made a, a joking and tongue in cheek comparison that hip hop music is. What what current hip hop had killed rap, kind of like hair bands killed rock and roll, but they follow the same premise. I mean the the, the radio people they know what they're doing. I mean yeah, Tupac had like life goes on. Life goes on. Uh, I mean, ring, Puff Daddy ring. had the breath oh, oh. <laughs> stinking in my drawers. Ring ring ring, how quiet y'all incoming call. Oh. It's another it's my buddy from high school. Don't laugh about life. I don't I, I just, I'm just laughing. I'm laughing because I know I can remember the lyrics. Puff Daddy had all be missing you. Yeah. But she did, though. There was know. a period there where Puff Daddy just made every song about Notorious B.I.G. Well, because he knew he was like way better and more popular than he was. That's why I had him killed to catch in on him. Stop. He also had Tupac killed. And then he framed it all in Shug Knight because it was easy to do. Shug Shami. 
But um, they do. I get everybody. So that was his. Yeah. Bone thugs at crossroads. Yep. I mean, it's just it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. That, and it's, it's, I don't it's think Jay Z ever had one. Jay Z was still just doing songs with Foxy Brown back in the, in the that part of the nineties. Foxy Brown. I'll be good. <laughs> I remember Foxy Brown. How could you not remember? Foxy oh, Brown? I do. Yeah. Shit hits. She was the same time as like Anita Howard, right? Or what was that her name? <laughs> what? I need a freak that woof woof all through the night. You don't remember that song? I need a Howard. Something like that. It's Anita something. I have no idea who you're talking about. Anita Howard is the head women's basketball coach at Howard University. Wow, coincidence. Georgia right? Southern, I take it back. No, oh, that kind of killed Not it. Not as fun. Not nearly as fun. Oh, what was the name of the girl that did the, uh, I need a Freak up, freak a freak in the evening, freak in the Adina morning. Howard. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But that was before. That, that was like earlier 90s. No, that was mid. That was like mid 90s, 96, 97. I feel like that was like 93, 94. I feel like it was before the I era. I could swear I had my license when that song came that out. Because that song, it's one of those, like, I don't. It was like before I was like fully knee deep in the rap game at 12, woof, 13 woof. years old. <laughs> it's a very dirty song when you listen to it. Thor's text line five two four one four. The text line found out what you found out during the break, which is that there's no possible way to build a bridge from California. To California. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I looked that up. I had no idea it was like tw- almost three thousand miles. I literally told you on air, like what no, we, you when you didn't. were saying, I was like, no, it's way more than two hundred. Well, no, you didn't say a number. Yes, I, I, I did not say it was the exact number. You just I, no, you just dismissed no, it. Yes, I did because there's no way you can build a bridge in California. You said nothing about like it's like three thousand miles or it's a thousand miles. You, didn't say, you said it's two hundred. I said it's way more. Well, I, I just threw a number out there because I had no idea. And you said it's way more. Yeah, that doesn't mean you knew. You just knew it was a long distance. I knew that it was impossible. Yes, I did know it was impossible to build a bridge from California to. Hawaii. Well, I know that now. Texas TK thinking that a bridge could be built from California to Hawaii is probably his, the cutest thing ever. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't. I mean, that's almost like the, the that's almost coast to coast size. 2,467 miles. That's um, that's literally almost coast to coast. Yeah. In, in the, in no the, one else even thought this was remotely possible. Well, you. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> you don't need to explain why it's so far. Everybody else already knew. It's not more insane than what I'm just seeing Jeff Bur- uh, Joe Burrow walking into the stadium wearing. Have you seen those uniforms? It's like, it like he's a promoting the white lotus. What are you? Well, they're wearing all white. Now. I know they are. They're wearing, rocking those white helmets. I'm kind. I think they're kind of cool. I, I do too. I'm never a favor of usually changing the helmets, but I think it looks cool. Texas says Trevor's quote was, "But there's a 10 mile bridge in Florida, just shy of 2400 miles." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't think I, I had literally had no. First, okay, for the record, I've never been to Hawaii. I mean, I've been to I Cal- either. I've been to California, but I've never been to Hawaii. And I mean, I don't know. If Sarah Palin can see see Russia from her from her backyard. Why can't you, I figured you could maybe get to, to the Hawaii from California? Um, <laughs> It'd be cool if there was a bridge, though. Maybe it was underwater. T- you ever been to one of those underwater bridges? No, they've got them like down in Florida and and set in down as all they're cool. Freaked me out though. I was really scared. I didn't yeah, like was, it. I don't like. I don't like to even think about that. You're driving literally underwater in a tunnel. Texas people on the radio quote know what they're talking about, and then quote, "Why can't we build a bridge from California <laughs> to Hawaii?" <laughs> Texas, the next time you record a uh, the CC podcast, remind Danny to use the same Dan the Dump story in the past two episodes regarding balloons and his son's birthday party. Maybe that should be his Dan the Dump. Well, one was preparing for it, and the second was the the he carnage did. of actually having a 37 kid birthday party where they gave them golf clubs and tried to let them play golf at a public park. 
What is he, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, I didn't mean, no offense, but. Texas says. How old are these kids? Uh, seven and eight. It was a disaster. Dude, I, he's on drugs. We thought that was going to be okay. <laughs> Which is more embarrassing, thinking that that would be okay or thinking that you can build a bridge from California to Hawaii? That would be okay. I don't know. They're both pretty bad. I don't know. It seems more <laughs> For someone who didn't know how far it was, anybody should know you don't give 37 eight-year-olds a golf club. Yeah, they tried it. Didn't go well. I mean, that's just. Texas effort just answered that phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if they that, call back, we're It rings. I'm going there and answering it. Texas, everybody know, knew that C-Rod was getting suspended since the DUI, and even more came out in May. Can I be your bookie? I don't know. I'm assuming this is a KRC text. Well, but, C, I mean, it are, are we determined the C-Rod thing is because of the DUI, or is it because he was taking money for no work? I think the, the first game was the DUI. The second game was the the situation with the U of L be the second, UK third, healthcare. the fourth game, I yeah, guess. The, yeah, the second suspension. Yeah. Although it's not suspension, right? I mean, <laughs> is, and there's other, was there other players? I thought there were, who else has not played since then as well? I don't that know. We know. Were, there has to be there were, there were multiple, but like they. He's just the only one. They're guys that I don't know. As, yeah. as a guy who doesn't, you know, cover UK football. I'm sure. Exactly. I got you. Texas says uh, the U of athletic, athletic Department was being held hostage and was forced by a certain segment of the Louisville population to hire Kenny Payne. I don't think that's true, but it I'm certainly was a hire that it was the only guy that I think we could have gotten that was going to have that level of. Agreeance from the fan base. I was gonna say, yeah, I was. I, you worded it better, better than I did. My my wording was, he, he was he was gonna get the least amount of backlash for sure. Like you're, because you know, I mean, you're not. First of all, and, and I know this is a shock to people nowadays, but you can't do something that's gonna make everybody happy. And I know it's a hard thing to, to swallow. Even this didn't make everybody happy. And it's never gonna make everybody happy. But I think yeah, you had less backlash. You had majority of people agreeing with it than this. Yeah, because you guys. Anybody who hires is going to have a small amount of people or a big amount of people that love the hire, but you're always going to have people that didn't like the hire. I mean, we had people that were like, and th- if this was you, no offense to you, but like we had people who were like, I can't believe somebody wants Scott Drew over Kenny Payne. I'm like, Scott Drew just won the damn national title. He's been a one seed three years in a row. Now, I know in hindsight it sounds unbelievable. But I was I was not a big fan of the Mac hire, mostly because I thought I wanted Pageant to get the job one more year. But That wasn't going to happen. And I, I knew it wasn't. But also, I just wasn't. I just didn't love. I mean, I just didn't. I wanted to root for him, but he just didn't make me get up and get excited about it. He, I mean, there were, there were certainly issues. I remember pointing out, like all I did was point out the defensive numbers one time on the radio, and like there was a message board thread on uh, yeah. into the. It was like, it's like Rutherford can't be. I was like, I was like, I'm fine with hiring Chris Mack. He, I think I still think he was the best available guy that we could have gotten at that time based and on the information we had, and I it just, just didn't work it, out. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember who else was around, but he. It almost didn't. I guess I didn't put much thought into it because Mac was hired so quickly, and you knew it was a done deal. It was almost, but it's maybe a wrong comparison. But maybe in in hindsight, it's a good comparison. It was like the Cragthorpe hire, like it was. There was never like really, like like it, it was like it was already a foregone conclusion who was going to replace the guy. I think the only difference was we knew about Chris Mack for like years that he was kind of waiting in the wings. And we knew more about Chris Mack, but that's just more of a football basketball thing. Yeah, like we're exactly. not following Tulsa football here ever. But like when 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 Petrino left, I mean, I don't remember who else interviewed. I'm sure there were some other possible names, but it seemed like Cragthorpe was the, it was his job. It was quick, yeah. Um, like, but yeah, Tom knew that. You know, Tom had him in his sights and knew it. Texas says, I think it was the pompous attitude of the "we'll get anyone we want if we hire KP," and you don't know basketball if you don't agree with us. People that has made the DJ stuff that much more annoying. I think for sure. I think that I think that there. I think some people were turned off by 
the segment of the fan base that did kind of say that, like you're dumb if you don't think that Kenny Payne's the right guy, and just watch the recruits roll in. And now that like that group of fans that was kind of a little bit hesitant is like, well, we're not getting DJ Wagner. This is stupid. Like I'm now I'm pissed. You told me you sold me this, and it's not happening. And I get it. Like, and this is why we kind of have been saying since April, like just don't listen to people who are saying that. We're gonna have to be a little bit patient. It's not that cut and dry. And I I expected, and I'm not going to just let myself off the hook. I expected the roster for this year to be better or to look better than it does right now. I thought he would go get more transfers. I thought he would have a better you know, time in the transfer portal. And maybe this team ends up overachieving, but I thought we would add more than we did this offseason. It didn't happen. And if you're upset about that, you have a right to be upset about that. But I'm just saying, like, we don't need to go to one of two extremes before the man's coached a game. We don't need to say he's the best thing ever. Just wait. Just give it time. He's going to win a national title in year two. And we don't need to say... He's the worst thing ever. There's going to be a total disaster. We don't know. We we just don't know. Let's wait. What do you mean we can't we can't do everything in absolutes? You think? What well, that? What kind of world is that? I don't want to live in that. Texas, if you guys haven't seen it, I, I've I've recommended this to you before, Trevor. I, don't, I still don't think you've watched it, but ba- Bash Bros by the Lonely Island on Netflix is a must watch. They make fun of McGuire and Jose Canseco. It's one of the funniest things on. It's just a YouTube skit, probably, isn't it? It's like a it's like a musical. Yeah, it's, I mean, I love Lonely Island. It's hilarious. Just had sex is one of my favorite videos. I've watched it. I think I've watched that thing a dozen times. It's hilarious. I've watched the Bash Bros thing two or three times, and it's. Is it better than? Uh, it's my favorite musical of all. The, <laughs> is it is it your favorite of all the Lonely Island skits? Yeah, because it's like well, it's a bunch of different songs. Oh, okay. It's not just the. It's like a musical. Okay. It's very very good. I mean, I like most of their stuff, so I'll check it out. I think you'd like it. I think it's hilarious. I just, if, if if I haven't checked it out, it's not because I don't trust you. It's just that by the time I get out of here, I've forgotten about you. Told me. Yeah, Texas. I'm not upset at KP for missing out on two kids. I'm upset that we're going to be paying the grandfather of a UK player. If you're going to bring family members on staff, at least get the kids. It's pathetic. Uh, he's not on staff technically. He's a hybrid hybrid role. He's a hybrid role. When you do put it that way, though, like we're paying. That does sound kind we're of paying annoying, the grandfather yeah. of a UK player. I mean, at least Zan Payne transferred to play for his dad. At least, at least Zan didn't stay in UK. It's a great point. It does make me feel even worse about it when you put it like that. I mean, though he was walking on at UK, probably getting a free, free education because sure. his dad's an employee there, and now he gets it here because his dad's an employee here. Texas, I fall into the ho-hum, nothing to see here category in the Wagner recruitment. College basketball has changed now that free agency, a.k.a. the transfer portal, exists. It's nice to have five-star recruits, but it's not necessary. Yeah, you got to go get these these grad transfers though. These these regular transfers too. Mm-hmm. And if Kenny Payne's not going to do the NIL stuff, like that I think that works with recruits. I think that's going to go old very. I think it's going to be especially I, I, with transfers. Cuz if you have yeah. if you have solidified yourself as a college player, a good college player in that's, 2 yeah. years at like Iowa State, IE Tyrese Walker, I know he was one year or a hunter I should say. Like you're going to want something to go to a different place before you step foot on campus. That's the yep. way it's going to be. And if you're not going to offer, like Kenny Payne says he's not going to, we're not going to get a lot of these guys. Otherwise, they'd be in the NBA. Texter says, bring Jeff home. Bring Jeff <laughs> Bring Brom home. Let's get it right. Texter says, uh, I was being sarcastic about the the comment with the Louisville-Kentucky game being a win-win. I picked up on that. I don't think Trevor did. Um, he said, I, I Dude, what am I, carp? I get sarcasm. Is that I don't like how deferential the staff seems to be to Kentucky. It's it's fine as long as we beat them. If it's not, then people are going to get old with it. Um, Texas, I believe that was the local on the eights on the Weather Channel. Yeah, it was great. Like the the little song. Okay. Texas says, take I remember the remember on the, the eights. Hook. <laughs> the hook, you telling me? Texas says, do you think Trevor calling him Ahmad Bradshaw had anything to do with his decision? Oh yeah, I think I think Trevor sent him to UK. Put <laughs> him right into the arms of Lexington. You got people egging my house now. You're ready to house egged. 
No. I did never I've never done enough, enough to get egg to house. You never egged a house? No. I, I'm I, I'm being honest too. I've done I've done I've done mean pranks to people, but never I've never egged a house. The worst I probably did was put glue in the uh in the keyholes of their car. That's worse. <laughs> I had a buddy coming home drunk one time That's from terrible. a bar and he's he's a he's a big Bengals fan on tonight with the Bengals. And this I guess this this car had like a bunch of Steelers stuff on it. He was just hammered and he was like Screw the Steelers, and he went. He went and grabbed a pack of bologna and just threw slices of bologna all over that's the car. Mean too. That's too. That's, that's bad. <laughs> if you know what that does, it, yeah. it builds out the page. Like yeah. two spots. Texas Mike, <laughs> if you and TK can make it to Hawaii on Oxmoor's dime, my crew and I will get you a place to stay. Okay. Deal. Oxmoor, you're listening. You can't. How much is the flight to Oxmoor? I mean Oxmoor. How much? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Why can't they build a bridge for the Big X Studios to Oxmoor? Yeah, I mean if they're building that, I want one of those moving walkways. Uh, how much you know, service man? on the pedway? He'll be there in two hours. <laughs> how much is it? It's a five minute drive. <laughs> he likes the pedway. He likes the scenery. He, I mean, the flight from here to Maui probably is not that expensive now, right now, isn't it? I mean, I'm, that's an expensive flight. Historically, like, I remember we looked into it when we were like looking at places for our honeymoon, and it was very pricey and also very long. Um, so we ended up going to Aruba, which was not pricey and very short, which is great. Texas says, I'd be pissed if. I'd be pissed that they were paying the grandfather of a UK player if it wasn't Milt. Well, I don't care who it is. I'm still kind of pissed. Oh, yeah. That's like a $1,200 flight. Told you. Oxmoor, you got pony up, buddies. <laughs> Texture says, just in a headline of this story, it says, green puppy born with litter of white siblings. What? How's the puppy green? It does. Its fur is a shade of green. But we had a Penny had to have poor poor Penny had to have surgery during the show today. Oh, it was really actual surgery. Not really yeah, surgery. Yeah. They had to remove a toenail. She came in last night. She was acting all weird. We were like freaking out. We're like, "What is she doing? Like, she never acts like this." Uh, and we looked down at one point. Finally, and saw like blood on her paw, and she like split a nail. Um, you don't think she did it like she was chasing something outside? Oh, I'm maybe? sure she was. Like yeah. she jumped to that fence all the time because we have possums and stuff all over. Yeah, no. Oh, you're. Yeah, no. You've told me the stories. God. Penny's known for. She gets. I mean, I, I go toe to toe with a possum like once a week. <laughs> And it's just hissing at me. It's like right there. I've got to take her out and not get bit by this possum. She's gotten raccoons back there a couple of times. I'm so thankful mine have never done. Now, it's I've had, so annoying. Now, I've had I've had I've had rabbits found. She's she's killed two rabbits. Yeah, mine have killed unfortunately more. But the, most of the family of rabbits just re- realized let's get the hell out of here. The most problem I have is Wara from the cat from the other studio constantly dropping mice and chipmunks in the house. Well, yeah, that's not that's not good. No. But she's uh, she's okay. Mary took her during while well, we're on the show and got a picture of her. She's doing well. Props to Penny. Uh, the same texture says we can stay with him if we go. Says, full disclosure, our trip is well over 6K to Maui. It's, it's a pricey trip, man. But this is like our one trip. This is like a vacation slash work thing. So I know. I mean. like the, the guys from Tyson Tate, like they go they do Maui every year. And it's finally back in Maui after three years. And the last time I was talking to them, they're like, you got to go. Like, we'll do shows together. It's going to be great. I'm like, you guys have your trips paid for. I don't like if you're gonna pay for my trip, then yeah, I'll go. <laughs> if you're not going to, I, I can't do my. I mean, I've never you've never been to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. I haven't been to a beach, and and I can't remember when. I mean, I, I can I could use some 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 sun. It'd be a great week of shows. I think it would be awesome, and we do do it on the beach. It'd be awesome. By the beach, man. Uh, tonight we've got uh, NCAA. Game. We got college football, which is not nearly as exciting. The NFL game is actually a good one, which is. I was gonna say, there's a college football game tonight. Yeah, they. they 
then the college football games on Thursdays now are like no longer even competitive because the NFL is just taken over. Yeah. True. Um. What is the college? The college football. Do, do you have problem to watch the game tonight? By the way, I do. The, okay. I told you last week. I thought the coverage was kind of cool, but the college oh, football yeah, game tonight yeah. is uh, Utah State at BYU. Your boys, the Cougars. Oh yeah, Utah State too. I like Utah State sometimes. BYU is a twenty-four and a half point home favorite. Uh, do they win? Do they cover? Wow, Utah State's man. They were decent a couple years ago too. One and three this year. Yeah. No. Um. I think the coach left again. Uh, I'm taking what's the spread again? Twenty four and a half. I'm taking BYU to win, but they don't quite cover. Same. Utah State covers. BYU wins by yeah. I'll say twenty. Uh, tonight, eight fifteen on the Prime Video. Dolphins at Bengals. Really good NFL matchup. Bengals one and two. Dolphins three and zero. Oh, trying to assert themselves as the best team in the AFC. Bengals are a three and a half point home favorite. Trevor, who you got? I'm taking Cincinnati tonight. I am too. I think I, I think they both win. I'm going to take them to cover the three and a half. I think they win by six. So I will take the cover and half. I'm not saying Miami isn't for real. And this isn't just because I want to be the only undefeated team left in Philly if Miami loses tonight. But, uh, yeah, I think – I mean, Miami's good. I just think – I think Cincinnati's hungrier. And I think you're going to see that come out tonight. I'm going to, see bang, I'm going to say Bengals by a field goal. So Dolphins technically cover by half point. Okay. There you go. I, I, I can see that too. All right, uh, everybody have a fantastic Thursday. Tomorrow we are at Oxmoor Ford. We're going to try to get them to pony up for our trip to Hawaii. <laughs> they don't know it, but we're going to make that happen. Can we get Kickstarter, uh, GoFundMe? Make it happen, Oxmoor. <laughs> yes, and Hawaii. Normal three to six show, though, so we'll see you then. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday. Catch us tomorrow at three. Fantastic voyage. Love you, Coolio.